Bears country. Where is it? You down with BCP? 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 Welcome to BCP. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys tonight? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there, man. My handsome co-hosts over here, EJ and Foster. Wait a minute. You said handsome? Yeah, you're getting handsomer, more handsome every day, Foster. Wow. <laughs> Paige, you were right. Him in the dicks already, right off the bat. <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. And of course, so are you, PJ. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Better with age, right? Better with hey, age. Just like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, how are you? Um, you guys are up north there. What's your air quality up there from this fire in Canada? I'm not feeling any. I'm not seeing any uh, results of it. None. Yes. Nothing. No. They're they're saying it's coming, but so far so good here by the airport, man. I mean, clear day today. Have you guys been getting air quality alerts? That's like a new thing I'm seeing on my apps and on, I... on the weather now. I actually got something from uh, Emma, uh, Alexa saying that the air quality was bad. I, I heard that like last week. I didn't know what that was. And uh, yeah, so, but the weather, I think today we was in the mid 70s where I'm at, mid central Illinois. So it was like, man, I can't complain about the weather at all. Yeah. Haven't that, seen rain that- in a while. Yeah, no rain. We had a we had a little couple little showers the other day, but nothing major. Wow. Seventy five. We get we've been getting those warnings for the last eight or ten years, man. All the time we get them seasonal in Chicago. They they've been really? doing that for a while. Okay. And, and I didn't catch anything out of the ordinary today with as far as something that's the Canadian fires are affecting us yet. They're supposed to be, but I don't know why. Wow. It's 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 see this is new to me as far as the what the air quality thing has been coming up on my app my what my weather app right yeah what i wanted to say we have matt matt kedro coming on later in the show our guests tonight are brian gilmore and then we have um ryan billings kb from the barfly tailgate show on the barroom network coming on second and then we have uh last but not least matt kedro is coming back and he's from Canada, so I can't wait to, to see what he actually has to say about the weather up there. I know he's kind of saying it in chat, but um, it yeah. wasn't too bad up there today. It wasn't, but... it wasn't too bass? What is he fishing? Right. <laughs> You're out, out gone fishing today, huh, Matt? <laughs> it wasn't too bass. What's up, Squeegee, Mr. Mayhem, uh, Cliff, Cliffster. Matt, 
What else? Who else we got in here? Mark. 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 Kazak. Let's not forget uh, Doug. Yes, Doug. Doug. Yeah. Doug Van Dorn. DVD and Brian in the back. I'm I'm Ooh. I'm I'm working on a, a quote of the week from the previous week, and Doug always has good ones. <laughs> that's something I'm uh, that's coming up Ooh. in the future. King, King Buka, what's up? Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. We're talking about air quality. What's going on with your air quality oh, on your on your apps? Do you guys have the radar app like I do? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's a great I app. Uh, I believe you. Radar. I don't look at it, man. I walk out the door. <laughs> it's been working pretty good for the last forty-five years, you know. Yeah. I just, I just look out. The, I'll just look at the sun and see what time it is. There you go. Meanwhile, my poor mammy is like, oh, "It was, it was a beautiful day today. It was like seventy-one, and I didn't want to open any of the windows because the air quality was so bad." <laughs> uh. But 70, 70, 70s nice, man. And in in July, for it to be seventies, man, I can't complain at that at all. That's nice. July? What? It's, it's what? Uh, Are you tra time traveling over there? Yeah, don't tell, don't tell my secret now. That's my secret. I mean, I, I do I do do time travel. I, I'm gonna tell. I would tell you who was gonna win the Super Bowl in February, but I'm, I'm gonna hold that off. I time travel. Poles in the back door deals. PJ's dealing, huh? Yep. Look at that <laughs> smile on his face. That's going to be a good year for the Bears, I guess. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, you sure yeah, it's yeah. eleven and six, or is it going to be better than that? Uh, well, I can't. I can't spoil it for the guys. Now I'm just saying. You know, instead <laughs> of predicting, you know, awesome. give you the exact prediction, you guys be like man. calling the people on. Sunday. BJ. BJ. Uh, so, uh, PJ, I'm have you thinking uh, about doing fish and spaghetti? I'm actually thinking about doing fish and spaghetti. Have you had any fish and spaghetti lately? Nice to man. I tell you what, I haven't had none lately. Now that you played that clip there, I might have to do some of that this weekend. See, <laughs> you got me thinking about it now. I mean, I'll tell you what, the picture you sent me, they look, they look delicious. Separately, like the, the cat just looked amazing, yeah. And the, so, the spaghetti with like the ragu sauce looked really good. I'm trying you to still can't you. have them on the same plate, huh, Dan? <laughs> I can't do it. They look good separately. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I mean, look, that's good eating right there. That's some good eating. That's all I'm doing. Totally instead of the spaghetti, some bread and butter. Uh, what else <laughs> I had on my list? I had corn on the cob on that. It's, it's and, a once-a-year uh, thing where I got a buddy that does exactly what I was saying, man. Don't you got, like, brontosaurus on your menu Absolutely. there? Absolutely. <laughs> brontosaurus thigh, T-Rex <laughs> testicles on an open spit. <laughs> what about the ter you like to take those those grilled pterodactyl wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice and crispy. <laughs> With swamp water barbecue sauce. <laughs> Come on, Cliff. Where's the food? Me. Cliff was there. Pizza for me, Mark Kazak says. Mark, I just I just actually had some pizza. I grabbed some pizza real quick before I uh, came on the show tonight. So yes, I'm with you. What, Mark. Kind, of, what kind of pizza are you guys eating tonight? I had a, just something simple, Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Yeah. It's not bad for a quick walk in, yeah. walk out pizza. Quick yeah, because walk, what I did yeah. was I. Uh, 
my uh, grandson's got out of you know football practice, so I pick you know me picking them up, taking them home, I took them to go get some pizza, and they wanted some uh, little Caesars, so I just grabbed a slice of theirs, and that was good. King Pookie Nation, welcome. King Pookie Nation, King Pookie Word, man. Doug Van Dorn says, went to feed the cat before the show started. I figured I needed to, to do the, the, the dishes real quick, too. So, of course, I'm back late. Uh, but and no barbecue testicles. <laughs> I was wondering if anybody, anybody caught Foster saying that. Like, there's, like, there's, there's your line right there, Dan. No barbecue testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and it came from DVD on top of it. I bet you Cliff will be making barbecued testicles one day, though. He's having Mark, muscles. Mark had he has, he has muscles a lot, this guy, Cliff. What's going on down there in Florida? <laughs> Squeegee has ramen noodle soup with some mixed veggies. Mm. Sounds very healthy that, with the veggies. Just, just don't drink that, that uh, salt, salted up juice that's in there, man. The rain, it's all out of salt. Health tip for the month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, guys, there's a there's a lot of chatter in here going on about the uh, Minnesota yeah, Vikings. Yeah. Cutting Dalvin Cook today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen somewhere on Facebook somebody hoping that he goes to Miami. Said that would be a great offense with him, Tua, uh, Tyreek and uh, Waddle, is it? Is Waddle down there? Jalen Waddle, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, Beardman. What's up, buddy? I don't know if they'd be as fast as we are, though. I don't know. I mean, um, Delvin Cook would be a good fit there, wouldn't he? He's definitely not coming here. Right. To Chicago. I hope, yeah, I, hope yeah. Not. I would. I would think not. I think the running back room is set for now, right? Yes. I agree. At, at this moment, yeah. Somebody yeah. Uh, brought up an a interesting point regarding the uh, running backs we do have, that if uh, Johnson and Khalil starts off pretty well, I wouldn't be surprised if Foreman asked to be released or he can go somewhere and get some uh, playing time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's what some of the veterans just do. You know, they, they like, hey, you know, I'm not getting my shot here. Go ahead and release me, and let me go someplace else. Well, you also forgot about the other running back that we get, we had from Homer. Yeah, Homer, Travis yeah. Homer. Yeah, yeah. But so, I was just talking about if those first two do really well, then mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm sure Foreman is not going to want to just be that third running back. So yeah, if those first two, if he finds himself not in the first two, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised in wanting to get out. Whereas Homer I'll give you some special teams, but uh, I don't think Foreman's going to give you special team play. Let me let me ask you guys this because I, I I looked around a bunch the last couple of days and I have found ten different ways that they've got this the, the running back room uh, listed here as far as depth chart, mm-hmm. but every single one of them has Roshan Johnson as three. I don't know if anybody's looked or if anybody's noticed it. I looked at CBS, ES. I looked at all of them, man. And even well, the first two, they've, they've got them listed. So so what would be your order, Dan or PJ? What What's your order of those five guys, the, the top five? Go ahead, Shorty. 
I mean, for me, it would be obviously Herbert right now, right? And then it's going to be Foreman or Johnson. And then, uh, God, jeez, I already Homer lost. Abner, Abner, Homer, Travis Homer. And then, and then, I mean, Ebner is the odd man out for me. Okay. Yeah. That's, I've seen that a lot, exactly what you're saying but you know, there. I, this is kind of getting ahead of ourselves because that, that is the center of attention tonight is the running backs. But I wanted to be – before we dive into that, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about Arlington Heights and the Bears getting messed with with this tax crap now and now they're having to go and play the game of looking around for different – places for it to put a stadium and by the way uh rockford just jumped into the mix and said hey we will have you come here uh, per david mm-hmm. kaplan rockford is now like come on we'll t- we build a stadium over here we have plenty of land and no shit they have plenty of land and next will be plainfield illinois they got a big chunk no sitting down there or nothing right. that's already been kind of brought up by a couple people already nothing official but they do they- have the space for it they do I think I think um, at first I was thinking that them opening it up like that is a negotiation ploy to uh, get the officials in Naperville. I'm not Naperville, but Arlington Heights to bring down the taxes. But if they don't settle it soon enough, it may gain some traction to where one of these other cities could swoop in and say, hey, you know what, we're going to give you a great tax rate and uh, go from there. So I wouldn't, if I was Arlington Heights, I don't think I would play around with that too long because, yeah, uh, can you imagine the revenue that you're going to get with having a professional football team in your city? So, yeah, they, yeah, you don't want to play with that. I'll piggyback right on that. Everything else that they're going to get too: casino, hotels, God knows what else they're going to get there. Yeah. So, so what is it? Because because it's going to be developed. They're still trying, even though it's flattened. They're trying to get the fifty million dollars that they were getting from Arlington Park, when everybody's such saying it should only be seven or eight million as they're developing it. Yeah. They, they better be looking at the whole picture long term. Exactly. They are going to make out like bandits if they take that into consideration. Oh yeah. Uh, they might have problems for a couple years with their budget, but after that, I mean, once. Once it's up, okay, so maybe it's a 10-year problem, but long-term, how can they lose? How can they how, lose? How much, is, how much did the Bears pay for that land anyway? That's been talked about a lot, but they got already tied up into it. Yeah, because that's what I'm wondering. I mean, because, because like Cliff's saying, you know, if, you know, the Bears already spent the money and they're going to build in Arlington. But I'm like, if they can find someone else to now want to buy that land and they can yep. get from out, out from under it, yeah, then they can explore it. But that's but I'm with you, uh, Foster. I'm like, uh that's you got a Arlington, you has a you have a great opportunity to make a lot of money. I mean, from the casinos and all these other things. Right. And man, well, you better, 190 million, PJ. Man. But well, what that, could they sell it for right now? I mean, I'm just I don't know. What could they sell it for? I mean, it depends on I guess what type of business you're gonna get to go there or right. something, but and yeah. be some huge factory or something where they'd have tons of revenue for them too that they would even allow because it's Arlington Heights. They're going to be real picky about what's there. 
But it seemed like they would have worked that out before they even proceeded with this. Like, look, you know, what's going to be my taxes after we, you know, level this thing? I mean, before we go forward, what am I looking at? What am I going to be spending? Seemed like that would have been my guess. You would no matter think. how dumb you are, how could you not bring that out? I mean, right. I would think, okay, if you're going to tell me that's $7 million, let's do it. Wait, what do you mean it's 50 now? That's my thinking, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, because when I go to buy a house, you know, you know, one of the things I ask, I'm like, so what are the, uh, you know, property taxes on this? First thing. Yeah, oh, in the price. Yeah, what's property taxes? Or if you're building a house, you're like, okay, uh, what's the neighbor's property taxes? You know, because they got structured on there. What is it? I mean, mm-hmm. so that's my whole thought pattern. But you know. I like what Cliff just said. Uh, bears are demolishing Arlington Park so they can get the parcels switched to a vacant land for a few years, way cheaper tax-wise. Hmm. And that, that, I, mean, I can understand sense. that. I mean, because that seems to me to be viable. I mean, that's. I mean, if, if it's vacant, why wouldn't you get that? Absolutely. Right. And then they could sell it, probably for more, because the demolition has been done. Right. You sit on it for a few years. Well, he's talking about as far as trying to get his taxes down. You know, get that tax rate down. Then they can start building on it. And then after the structures are up, you can then pay the property taxes after the structures are up. But why are you in the midst of building on it? I think you can still keep the tax rate as it being vacant until it's actually completed. Mm-hmm. So for that two years that you're building it or so, you can keep it at that $7 million or so. There you go, Doug. Uh, Mo Beerman say, saying they bought it for $197 million. thought I remember it being more than that, but... <clears throat> he probably looked it up, so thank you for that, Mo. Um, <sighs> because even if they end up demolishing it, right, they pay less in taxes, they find something f- that they can then sell that property and then repurchase, let's say, a property in, let's just say, Rockford, right, <laughs> where they can get a bigger property and put more stuff on it, right, and right. pay less for it in taxes. Is that a real possibility? I know Rockford isn't, and Naperville probably isn't in that regard, but Rockford would have the best offer on the table as far as that would be concerned in my mind. I know it probably won't happen. But as far as what? As far as more land and less taxes. Well, I think I, I, if we're being honest, not that I think it can really happen, but if I'm a business person like the McCaskies, I'm looking at it like, okay, if I can open it up statewide, you'll be able to find a spot somewhere in Illinois where you're gonna get plenty of this farmland that we have here and say, hey, give me about 400 acres or whatever you need and you're gonna get it for dirt cheap because these other downstates uh, cities be like, yeah, come on down. Uh, They'll take it in a heartbeat. Mark's saying Rockford is really far away from Chicago. You're right. That's not going to happen. How far is uh, Santa Clara from uh, San Francisco? Isn't uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers playing in Santa Clara right now? That's a pretty good way. I don't know how far away it is. I mean, you know. That's what um, I'm saying. I mean. uh, Patriots play a good hour and a half, hour plus away from any major city. Well, they call it New England, though. But some of these cities, though, they're not playing – Right, I mean, close to the cities they're named after. Right, many of them aren't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, don't 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 rule it out. I mean, that's what don't rule it out. Uh, If 
if they don't get this thing settled with Arlington, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, again, like Cliff, Cliff said earlier, as far as the whole, uh, because they got $197 million tied into there. Yeah, uh, you, you, you lean towards Arlington, but if somebody else come and offer, give them a great offer, <laughs> Mo Beerman saying, "Why, why stay in the state at all? Go to Indiana. They threatened it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hell with Illinois." He says. Well, I'm a, I'm an Illinois resident, so I gotta, I gotta still support our, 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 our at least our state here. No way. <laughs> Walter saying, 46 miles from San Francisco to Santa Clara. 46 miles, okay. And then you know, in traffic there, that's probably two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, anything's possible. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is. All right, guys. So kind of switching subjects, I think we've kind of pounded that one out. Let's let's get into the actual center of attention, Kitty. I guess it's not so much new running backs, but pretty much everyone is a new running back, but Tristan Ebner and Herbert. Uh, Khalil Herbert. So we were kind of already getting into this, and I liked what you guys were saying about this running back room and where we're going with it. You know, earlier I was looking at uh, film on uh, Homer, and he, if you, they use him a lot on screens. So he could just be end up becoming the third down back. He has yeah. some use, I think. I think Tristan Ebner is probably the odd man out, if I had to guess. I think it'll be a battle, but I think it's a battle between those two for that uh, third running uh, running back spot. Um, the thing is, I know they signed Homer for what two years, I believe, and. Ebner is on this rookie contract that's for what, including this year, three more years. So cutting him, you ain't going to be much dead cap. So I think it'd be a battle, which I think Homer would probably win. Uh, but Ebner, he is fast. He is fast. So depends on what he stepped, does in uh, camp, I guess. You guys think that it was just a rookie year? I think so. I do. <laughs> he just looked not right. I mean, he <laughs> go on a second. Excuse yeah, me. having a heart attack. Just give it a couple of pounds. <laughs> you think he got fur? He got fur bowl up in there. Look at it. <laughs> hey man, I was getting all Abner's got me all pumped up, man. So. Oh, that would it no, is. No, he don't. He, he just. I, I don't know why. You look at you look at his film from college, and it's it's way better than what he did last year as, uh, on the NFL. I mean, it just right. did not add up. It's not the guy who I thought he was in any way, shape, or form. So he'll probably end up a pra practice on the practice squad. You look at you look at so who's still on the their first contracts is Roshan, of course, because he's a rookie. Abner isn't Herbert still on his? Is this yep. Yep. so? Mm -hmm. Those three guys are on on the deals. I think yeah. the other two guys got to prove it. 
Well, I think I think with Foreman, you know, Foreman only signed a one-year contract. Granted, I think it was what three million dollars or something like that, but it's only a one-year contract. So that's what I'm telling. That's what I'm saying. If he finds himself like not in that first two, if he falls if he falls behind uh, Khalil as well as Johnson, I wouldn't be surprised he'll ask, "Hey, look, you know what? Let me go somewhere else to get an opportunity to play." Not with, I mean, that's likely within the realm. It's possible, definitely, man. Yeah, would not surprise me. But who's your starter? Because I think Dan, you were talking about Herbert. Well, Herbert's going to be the first play. The first play of the season. Who's out there? Herbert. I agree. I'm I'm going to say Foreman. Really? Yeah. Why you say that? I just he's he's got uh, more experience. He, he's more rounded than Herbert. Uh, if they're definitely going to call a run, maybe Herbert's on the field. But if it could be anything else, that's one of the reasons they brought Homer in. So they mm. so they got they got somebody who could block in the backfield because nobody's been as good as Monty was. Well, I mean, um, Foreman's I mean, supposed to be decent. You know what? I haven't even looked. That's something that I, that I, that I needed to look at more of him. It's is not just him running the ball, blocking. Because who who is the blocking back in there? We know Homer is. Foreman probably is too. So is Johnson. Well, he's the rook. I, I haven't figured him into the starting. I I'm the one though that said by week six or seven he's the he's the three down back and everybody else is just sitting there. Yeah, but like Mo Beerman says, I think um, Homer is you know more of a special teams guy. So, uh, okay. I, I but but that form. Look at him. That guy is just huge. That's, I, I, he's start. He's a, he's the guy on the field for play one for me. You guys said Herbert. <laughs> yeah, he's he. I, that, that's a big man right there. That's just a big man. He just is more rounded as a back. He, that's you know what though. Training camp's going to tell a lot because we don't know what. So so Herbert has known that he's got to work on his blocking and his pass receiving. He knows that. Right. We talked about enough last year, so we don't really know what's going to happen, man. It's it's going to be a real nice to see when they get into training camp and they start the preseason, because then we'll, you know, we'll be able to see a lot more and get some more film on these guys as to where their development and their progress has gone from last year to this year. You could be right guys. about that. <laughs> I, a, you could be all, right all about that. to stop that right there where the cheerleader was up. <laughs> That's a big man running downhill, I'm telling you. That's a big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, he could be the depending on where Johnson is at and his progression as a rookie, right? Right. Right. That's why we got him. You could be right on that, Foster. <laughs> but the thing out. is though, I think because I think Foreman's pretty fast, but I think that you know Her- Herbert's gonna get that first shot. And we don't know what his pass catch- catching is like because we really haven't seen him in that situation now we know his blocking sucks but as far as pass catching we haven't really seen him in that realm yet so if you know first down you give him that one cut and go i mean he's he's dangerous but maybe uh foreman can be your short yardage guy i mean like i say he's a big guy he's a big man so i mean it's gonna be a battle it's gonna be a battle that you know, once those pads come on, you're gonna really see some uh, hitting and see who uh, who comes out on top. I guess. 
How do you feel about the running back room overall? Improved? As much as I hate to say it, yes. Absolutely. Yes. My eyes. You know, I'm a Monty guy, so I hate to say it, but yeah, overall, yes. We both are Monty guys, PJ. We've talked about him over to you, you know, you too, Dan. Okay, so we're Monty guys, but honestly, I mean, take man for man last year and this year. Because can you guys even remember the first five running backs on the depth chart last year? Yeah, it was uh, Monty, Khalil, um, Ebner, and then the guy from uh, the tight Evans. Evans wasn't to start the year. Darrington Evans came in later. Yeah, that was uh really we didn't have him in training camp. We did, we but he, he didn't the, he was uh, he was on the practice squad till later in the season. No, I am mixing it up. Yeah, because we had we had Monty, we had Khalil, then we had Ebner, then mm-hmm. we had Evans as a fourth running back, and blasting game was our fullback. Fullback. Correct. Yes. Yes. You are correct about that. And then once uh, Monty went down, and then they 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 didn't bring Ebner or um, Evans up until Herbert went down. Right. Right. And then they brought Evans up. I liked Evans. Me too. Yeah, some like, nice little speech one. Me too. He, yeah, he's he, a he had little some nice guy. plays out there. Yeah. I, I, I've I'm still following him. I talked to him a little bit here and there, man. Yeah. Well, guys, it's about it's about time for us to bring on our first guest here, Brian Gilmore from Chat. He was on a couple of weeks ago, and um, he's got some good stuff to say tonight. So, Kitty, let's bring on Brian. Dancing like a white boy. Come on, give us your best white boy dance. Oh, man, you don't want to see that. <laughs> We've seen Fosters. If we, if we can see Fosters, we can see yours. Greetings from Ohio. <laughs> Foster will be, be doing the Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, but ever do. Uh, How are you doing tonight, Brian? I'm doing awesome. How's your I'm air proud. quality? I'm psyched. Um, uh, I think it was a day ago. It was a little like cloudy, foggy-ish. But other than that, it's been fine for us. No air quality alerts there? No. Nah. Not yeah. that I'm aware of. <laughs> Doug Van Doren must have asked it at the same exact time that I asked. <laughs> Mark Kazak says, welcome, Brian. Thanks. So yeah. how you doing, man? It's good. To, it's good to have you back on the show. I'm doing awesome. I'm like I said, I'm really psyched after uh, seeing all that stuff go um, about uh, the last OTA. Whoo, man! Am I pumped? Oh, I am pumped. I think I'm, I think I missed that part. Don't tell Go me. Though. Tell us. No, 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 no. The last stuff that happened in the OTAs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Want to elaborate on that? I can. So, so um, we've had all these reporters out here talking about how Johnson's holding out for a contract. Um, Davis should be practicing, and um, Eddie Jackson and um, Mooney, or we don't know when they're coming back, and. 
and all this like it was all like well i guess you could say it was a cloud that was formed kind of by the media and then that ota happened and all the coaches were speaking and the players there was like three or four different players that were speaking and it was wow so awesome hearing that davis was there Johnson was there. Eddie Jackson was there. Moody is on schedule as far as his health goes. And just like, wow. It's like everybody's fitting into their, their lane and we're going to be, we're going to be cooking. It's going to take a little bit, but we're going to be cooking because all that cloud that was put in there by the media, like, it's going away. You're, you're hearing about Johnson. You're hearing Johnson himself say, I'm not holding out for a new paycheck. If anybody knows me, they know I'm not holding out. I'm going to get my deal when I get my deal. You know, it's, and I'm going to worry about my play before I worry about my pay. Cool. And, are, we gonna, you know, are we going to be cooking with kerosene or gasoline? Uh I don't know. We might start off with kerosene, but boy, once it gets going, you know, don't be a wildfire, I think. Uh oh, don't say that now. Don't say that. Now. <laughs> Hold on, don't say that. Talking about air quality over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like I like this too, what JJ was doing, man. Spending time with his daughter mostly. Right, yeah. Often, but you you got you got to the real priorities, man. You got to you got to put your ducks in a row and realize, you know, you only have so much time with your family. Your job's gonna be there whether you're in Chicago or wherever you're at. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Did you hear what he said on ESPN? Uh, he said uh, that you know, yeah, he wanted to spend time with his daughter because you know she lives out there in California. Right. So that's his, that's his only opportunity, basically, yep. off season. And then he said he also got some charity, being the golf tournament right, yep. that he was doing. So yep. I can understand where he's coming from. I mean, if you only got a limited time, you know, I just wish that the Bears coaches would do a better job of communicating that because they act like they don't know why he's not there. They just say, well, he's not he's not here. They're like, hey, you know, we talked to him. You know, he want to use this time to spend some time with his daughter and do some of the uh, charity events. And it, but he will be joining us the last week of OTAs. Right. I like the fact that um, Jalen like was communicating with the Bears on the what his reasoning was, right. and even though like you know when when the Bears were asked about it, you know, for me they've they've been asked about several different situations, and that's like personal stuff. So like just to put someone's personal business out there, no matter if it's good or bad, whatever it is, you know, you kind of want to be respectful to the, to the person, the human being and realize that they'll get their chance to speak up for themselves. Just like Jalen did when he came back to OTAs. It's like, it's all voluntary. Obviously, the, co the coaches want you to be there. Coaches want you to be there, and they right. want you to get going. But if you can't be there, you know, talking to the team and telling them your reasons should be a good way to start the, how you're going about business. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, for me, I think the fact that he did communicate, but 
the coaches didn't didn't communicate with us so or the media to where the media is now spending it like well is he not there because he's trying to hold out i mean all these speculations that could have been taken care of in the first press conference hey johnson's not here because x y and z uh right. when you talk when you talk to johnson on the phone say hey you know i'm gonna let them know the reason why you're not here yeah even even if you don't say oh, i don't want it to be said that i'm with my daughter okay well he's got to take care of some family issues that's why he's not here whatever the case may be but get out in front of it as opposed to letting these narratives form and then you sit up there got people you know being down on johnson said oh get rid of him and all these other things all these things you can avoid by just man being a little bit more transparent i get that and honestly everything that i've seen from polls he's one of the most transparent sometimes to a fault you know what i'm saying like he 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 will tell you almost anything that he thinks you're allowed to hear right that's just what i've seen me personally yeah i have no issues with him at all i just think like i said because don't get me wrong i like eberflus but seemed like when they was asking him about johnson he was giving this like vague answer, like he really didn't know why Johnson wasn't there. That's the impression right. that he gave. Yeah. That he didn't know, and like, and all he had to say was, "Hey, he was taking care of some family business. He'll be here the last week." If he's already I, been having that communication, why not say it? I honestly get where you're coming from. I just also get where, you know, it's it's kind of a mutual respect, and and Jalen did get to say what he got to say. And he did like, you know, write the ship, write the ship, and right. and let everybody know, hey, this is who I am, and this is where I've been, and and this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Obviously, it was later than we would have wanted it to happen. Right. And, but, but yeah, like Mo Beerman is saying, like most coaches usually don't comment on their players that don't show up. I mean, it's just not, right. Yep. It's just not something that you you do it's 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 voluntary so if it wasn't voluntary then i could see a reason why they would be like well it's a family issue or there's that it's for them it's just like keep it as basic it's none of your it's i do do think that that was a situation i think last year where i don't i don't remember i don't recall who it was or whatever but it wasn't voluntary but they did like let people know hey you know this person's out because such and such whether it was a soft tissue injury or whatever whatever the situation was mm-hmm. but i do i do agree with dan on the fact that it's voluntary and coaches really don't want to talk about people that aren't there i mean you hear it all the time hey we're just talking about the people that are here we're just talking about the stuff that we're worried about doing right now and the fact that Jalen wasn't there when he was there gave other people an opportunity that they wouldn't have had had he been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, great point. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, that goes to the point, though. I mean, uh, again, to cut out, the, I mean, cut through the transparency of, hey, this, he's not here for X, Y, and Z. You answered that question the first day. And for those next two, three weeks, you ain't got to talk about it no more because you already addressed it. Right. I fully understand it. But where do you draw the line? Like if you if you say something about 
Jalen Johnson. Then the next question is, what about this guy? What about that guy? What about this guy and that guy? And then next thing you know, all you're doing is talking about people that aren't there. Mm-hmm. And you're not talking about what you're doing and with who's, who's doing well and who's not doing well. Well, they're not going to tell us who's doing well anyway. You're going to hear um, rainbows and sunshine and butterflies well, yeah. right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so that's why I mean, so you address it, be done with it, and move on from it, as opposed to having these narratives going on for two or three weeks in the Chicago media about where's JJ? Right. You know, he had some family issues back here. Well, I like what Walter Besky has to say here. One thing that just doesn't sit right with me is JJ is always saying he wants to be a leader. Sometimes to be the guy, you got to bite the bullet. It's not like other players don't have families. That's a great point. If you want to be the guy, get your ass in there and set the tempo for for the guys that they drafted to play below you. I agree. I agree. You know, speaking on that, the my first thought was when I heard that Jalen Johnson wanted to be a leader. You can't lead unless you're there. You can't be the person leading the run if you're not leading the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Fields is there, right? Obviously, obviously, I I feel awesome that you know he's with his daughter, but maybe he shouldn't have said, "Hey, I want to be a leader," right at that moment, <laughs> or whatever, to yeah. just say. You know, be able to take care of the business that he needs to take care of. Can I address that uh, question or the statement that uh, Mo Beerman had uh, saying that he thinks that opens up a Pandora's box? I would say this, and this is exactly this is exactly how I would handle it. Being Ibra Flus, first day of uh, OTAs, you have your press conference. So and so's not here for this reason. So and so's not here for this reason. It can be a generic reason, whatever. I mean. He's, he's still dealing with it, whatever, something just generic to where, again, we're now done with it. We know Johnson's, in this case, have some family issues that he's working. He'll be here the last week of a minicamp or OTAs, so we don't have to address that no more. If, well, you know, if, if, you, if you do it that way, in my opinion, I would like to think the professional media would say, okay, and you could even meet with them off camera and say, hey, look, we're not going to keep on talking about this, guys. I addressed it. Let's not uh, let's not bring it up no more. If you can do that, you don't have to have all this speculation in the uh, paper. Is where I'm getting at, or in the news. That's 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 the point I'm trying to make. If that makes sense. Most of the media just blows chunks, though. Sorry, my opinion. <laughs> I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, PJ. And honestly, I feel like. Every coach says, you know, we're not talking about this. And the media keeps asking about the exact same thing that they're not talking about mm-hmm. over and they're over. Trying to get him to slip. They're going to fuck up this time. We'll get him this. We'll get him on this. Yeah, time. right. Look at just be cut off when they do that shit. <laughs> but anyways. And they never ask. They, they don't ask good questions either, man. You notice that? Right, yeah. Ask, like, dumb has, shit, freaking questions. Most of these guys just yeah. How's that coat fitting today? <laughs> it seemed like seemed like you know, keeping the ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when I'm watching these media guys now, when I'm when I'm listening to them, I'm more thinking like they're not asking questions like we would ask because we want to know certain things. No. They're asking questions to write a story. Yeah, that's why they're asking these off the wall questions that you'd be like, 
why are you asking that? It's because they got to fit right. a certain narrative for their story. That's why they're asking those questions. There are a few that are out there though that like Herb Howard. He's 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 an awesome reporter. He'll he'll get right straight down to the meat of the bone and say this. He'll be way off track of everybody else, but that's what you want to know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. The others are asking those things to fit their story, but he asked a question yeah. like we would ask, like, wait a minute, this guy's yeah. walking with a limp. Why was he walking with a limp? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those are the good ones. The ones that ask the questions that you right. think, let's let's not follow the national the narrative and just ask these dumb questions. Yep. That yeah. you know they're not going to answer. Let's get to some actual questions. But I think it's also somewhat the they're trying to build a relationship or maintain a relationship because I know all of us can attest. They asked Maggie some real soft questions where we would have held their feet, his feet to the fire. Say, wait a minute, man. Why you sit up there and call that stupid play where, you know, you never even practiced a play. You only did a walkthrough of the play and you want to run this play in a game and it didn't work. Why did you do that? They won't ask that question because again, they trying to make sure, well, I want to stay in good, in good graces with him because I don't want them to kick me out the media room. I, th I think the main reason for that, PJ, is because they want to maintain a good relationship with the person that they're talking to. And if all of a sudden they say, you know, you really screwed up there, how, how you know, how much is uh, Matt Nagy going to want to talk to that guy the next time that he asks a question? You know what I'm saying? Plus, he was so beaten down at the end. They were just, they were like, I feel bad for this guy. I'm just going to ask the easy questions. <laughs> the poor guy, yeah. See him just up there, just like, but he did not be there. Sometimes they respect you more. I mean, a person will respect you more if you're asking, you know, a legitimate question that's going to cause them to really think about some stuff. Yeah, certain things may be hardballs. I agree with you there, Brian, but I think. You know, you can ask him direct questions sometimes because some of those things he did right. just, man, that was just stupid. I'm like, dude, yeah, I get you ran this trick play four times already. It didn't work. Why are you running it again? What did well, what made you yeah. what did you see or what made you think that you it would work for the fifth time when it didn't work the first four? Um, yeah. something repetition. that really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying repetition. Yeah. <laughs> something well, we that really. Play. Something that really. I don't know if you guys heard this, but um, the offensive coordinator, Getsy, was talking about, like, Fields and how he's doing and, and like, how what what he's going to be doing this year and, and kind of teaching him, you know, hey, you got that 70-yard run, but this is the play you should have made. It's awesome that you really got that 70 yards, but here was this play. And he was – he even went on to say, you know – um, we're not trying to make him a robot. So if he sees that 70-yard run, hey, have at it. But, right. you know, there's always this. It's kind of like a teaching moment and, right. and making fields think, okay, yeah, I could do this on my own or I could do that and get someone else in here that can – Lighten my load, type of deal. I think you're and see that, I, this year. that really pumped me up, along with all the rest of the stuff, because you just don't you don't know until you hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, my, well, my question for you, Brian, before okay. we're too far off, what do you think of the running back room? Um, I think it's 
pretty full right now. I don't see a Dalvin Cook in, in our future. <laughs> but anyways, the way I see it is this. Um, so, like, for me, we got three legitimate running backs, and then you got the other two that are kind of – Oh, they might be special team. They might be backups to the backup type deal. And I feel like the reason why you hear, um, oh, uh, what is it? Khalil Herbert and uh, Foreman being our like top of the order is because you go where the money is. They're being paid more than everybody else, right? And um, then um, with Roshan, you have—he's a rookie, so he's going to take time. And he's—he's he's been in college, so he's—he's he's got something new coming. And you know, maybe he shoots out and you know wow some people. But the coaches did address when it was questioned, you know, who's going to be your starting running back. They said, um, the running backs coach, I believe it was, said, you know what? This is a rep chart. This isn't a depth chart. They're going to prove that they deserve the reps they get. And it's for this whole year, I honestly truly believe this is going to be a three-headed monster. This is going to be something where you're going to see Khalil, you're going to see um, Foreman, you're going to see Johnson, and you're going to see a mixture of all different types in all different plays. Because so, so other teams can't just key in and say, oh, Herbert's in, we're running, and we're just going to stack the box, and we're going to, you know, we're going to stop that. Well, Herbert's going to be in there on passing plays, but it might be a quick pass or – you know, maybe he's maybe he's worked on his passing game, uh, block, passing block game, and pass receiving game, and we just don't hear about that. But it, if 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 worse came to worse, he's going to be there in those passing games, so teams can't key in on you know what 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 a play is going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't think there's going to be one running back that just takes over and that's it at least for this year I'll next say, year a whole another year and maybe maybe they have a different philosophy I'll and maybe this. maybe they keep doing what like back in i think it was like the 80s i think it was where you seen like the Raiders with Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson and you've seen the Browns with Metcalf and Mac and you've seen all those like teams that had the dual running backs where it wasn't wearing one running back down as I much think, as the, I think what's I, I, I think you're right but I think that we won't do that until we do meaning that yeah we got these running back by committee, but if one of them, whichever one really stands out above the rest, maybe, you know what, I think Eberflus is, and Getsy are smart enough that, hey, this is a hot hand, we're going to keep on going with it, as opposed to what Nagy would do, you know, Armani would get a nice 30-yard run and getting his juices to flow and he takes him out the game. So I think they would actually keep on feeding. So I think that would be, you'll see the difference in them that way. 
Well, when you when you uh, bring up Nagy, wasn't one of his first statements. I'm not here to run the I formation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, he yeah. Were, <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. He's special. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Random trivia time. Ready, guys? Yep. Ready. The Bears have, have made many notable draft picks inside the top five. Who was not one of these selections? Mark Carrier, Jim McMahon, Mike Ditka, or Dick Butkus? A, Mark Carrier, B, Jim McMahon, C, Mike Ditka, D, Dick Butkus. What you got, Brian? Wow. <laughs> I honestly don't even know. Like, Which I don't one? Not drafted I, in the top five. I honestly feel like McMahon was. See, this is like this is like <laughs> to me. To me, this is one of those trick questions that makes you want to go to Carrier because you know all the all the rest were really good. I don't know. I think I'm going to say Dicka. Okay, Dicka. In the chat, we got uh, so far. We got. Uh, Retro with uh, Carrier. We got Matt Kedro with Jim McMahon. Got Doug Van Dorn with Dicka. Got Retro with Buckus and Squeegee with Dicka. Who you got, Foster? Dicka, B. Uh, then we also got Mark Kazak with Carrier and Mark Walter Besky with uh, Carrier. I'm going with Jim McMahon. Who you got, Shorty? I'm going with Mark Carrier. A. Probably is. What's the answer, Kitty? Ha! Mark Carrier. Like, wow. Wait a minute. I guess it wasn't a trick question, huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Dan has gotten every one of these questions right. Nope, I have not. That's, that's not correct. I think he missed one. He missed oh, one. Okay. He missed. This time he just copied Cliff. Well, I think he got the. I think he has a book there with him. I think he got that trivia book there. With have the book. Well, you know, he's got an inside man, says. though. <laughs> I promise you, Kitty. When she leaves, I have more. I have two more, like for later, for the last hour. And right. I asked her to write them down, to write the question or like whatever the question is on one side of a post-it note and the answer on the other side. And she actually accidentally showed me one of them. I'm like, damn it, now I know. So I already know the answer to one of those. And I will oh, tell I'm you. I'm just messing with you, honestly. I promise I'm you, I, I, I want to do this with you guys. I think I, I think you and a I, I think you and a person doing running this trivia is sleeping <laughs> together. That's what I think. No, it's securely <laughs> in my office. Unless he's sneaking out in the middle of the night and thoroughly studying the book. Which I highly doubt. <laughs> he don't know the answers. The book is all here. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think you and that, uh, per, the, the person holding the book there, I think y'all sleeping together. I think y'all got something going on. <laughs> you know, he's uh, doing that. He's doing that uh, Jeopardy study of sports uh, bears <laughs> trivia. No, I was, I was actually, I was so excited when my buddy got that book for me because I was like, this is perfect for me because i'm i'm kind of like dan aguire in that regard he remembers like a lot of shit from 
all the games yeah. and everything specifically from this date to that date and i just have this general history in my head of things just from you know studying them over the years so i think mark carrier was the 20th pick in the draft if i'm wrong i know he wore number 20. huh i know he wore number 20 and actually i'm with you though uh, shorty i actually thought he was a 20th pick too after i thought about it but i went ahead and went with McMahon anyway but that, that was a good job though for those of you who got it right congratulations uh dan will give you guys something in your cash app <laughs> <laughs> Was Brian it, will uh, be paying the paying up. Yeah. Cliff, Cliff said he was pick sixth. Oh, okay. Wow. But I thought that's crazy too, man. I and I, that guy wasn't sure about it, but it turns out he was fifth too. Fifth. One stinking pick. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, back in those days, we didn't have very many teams anyway when Dicka played. So it, you know, it's we, not, no, we hit. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so we probably had what maybe 20 teams or something like that. So. No, to be like in the top eight, five would have been hard. Eight, huh? eight, eight, ten, or twelve. What With year Dick? was he drafted? Sixty-one. Sixth. Yeah, he's right. Oh, uh, that's we just got a few teams in because the Minnesota started the year before yeah. that, so there might have been ten teams or twelve teams only. PJ. See? Wait a well, when you think when you think of tight ends, you don't think of them being like drafted that high. You know what I'm saying? No, um, that's just thing. something else, man. Yeah, not, that's not what I think of when I think of tight ends. Oh, no. watch out, kitty! <laughs> Saw you laughing. Hey, over PJ, that. at least he might be going in the right direction, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> right, right. PJ, turn around. The rear end's good, but I don't know which way he's going with it. So. <laughs> what I'm well, thinking is I should go think of Vic Dick on there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like just reverse to two letters, right? You got dicta. <laughs> okay. Man. Oh man. I mean, seriously, football is such a um the game of like the, the rhetoric of football is so sexually orient orientated. It's just it really it's crazy. Man. It really is. There's comedians that have made fun of that for years. It's pretty good. Oh man. <laughs> You got a story, but I'll hold off on that. What you got a story? Let's go. We're we're nearing. Uh, we're we're towards the end of Brian's half an hour. We should be. We're waiting for uh, KB to pop in, although he um he does work for um fire station. So let's make sure he's not uh, yeah, on call. Right <laughs> Putting yeah. out a fire in Canada. <laughs> we to call you up here, buddy. No, not that's that's Matt Matt Kedra. We have KB uh, no, Ryan Kelly. No, Call, calling KB up because he's a fireman to go fight the uh, fires up in Canada. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe that's where he's at. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Kitty saying we actually have some, some questions saved for you, Brian. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Mark Kazak says, I wonder if Roshan will be throwing any passes. He was a QB in high school. Roshan Johnson. Yeah, I, I I knew I knew that. Um, I think if I think it, if he does, it's gonna be one of those type of things that it's like once, once out of the like out of the year where it's like a trick play where they're like doing a double reverse and they flip it back to him and he and you know DJ's wide no open. Sam, no you know, Sam 
play, please. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I'm just saying it'll just be one of those like out of the blue things that no one's expecting and he'll do it and that'll be that. Just to kind of keep him honest and realize well, that. How about how about over under on passes thrown in his career for the Bears? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Depends on how long he's with the Bears. <laughs> I would imagine he's going to be there at least four years. So, if, um, does he, do you think he throws one pass in four years? No, no. I think I think like I said, it'll be to be like one one a year. So maybe four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. Uh... I think it depends on uh, how good the pass is. Right. Yeah. And they might work. They might work on that and and save it for a rainy day when, like, say, oh wow, we can use it right here. Well, I like Cliff Victoria saying Roshan passing to Wright, Darnell Wright for a touchdown. Oh no! <laughs> uh, that tackle eligible? Was that, that what that was? <laughs> Man, now Monty was our third down. I mean, our third emergency quarterback on most games. Am I, am I correct? Monty yes. was? Yes. So I figure Roshan probably be that for us as well. But to my point, I, I look at it like this. When remember when Walter Payton used to do his uh throwing of the football, it would be on a sweep and then he'd throw it. So if uh Roshan has the speed to go on sweeps, and if those defensive backs are creeping up to try to stop it, he can then throw it over their head. So I think that would be dependent on that play, whereas... Almost like a QB option. You know what just came to my head there, Foster? What? Thank you, Master of the Bleeding Obvious. <laughs> I thought they're going to hand the ball to him up the middle and he's going to drop back and throw a pass. <laughs> That's what uh, a boy for the uh, Titans do, though. Oh, really? Yeah, Derek, you're not... Oh, jeez, yeah. I can't even get a good oh, burden yes. on you. I was wrong. I'm just saying, when, oh, he, when they get when they hand in the ball, he'll like act like he's running up the middle. Then he'll jump, and there's always it's normally on the goal line. He'll that's jump. Pass, man. We we were running those in grammar school, dude. Man. That's true. It, it it can be an effective play if you got a good running back, especially or a running okay. quarterback. You were chasing. But, but I think, I think PJ's right. I could see him. School, I could see see him doing a sweep like Peyton used to do, left or right. And then hitting one of the tight ends, man, as as the oh, I missed my block. Thanks for the open pat. You know that kind of crap, man. You know, or you can have him open. line up in the wildcat and have Justin Field out wide. And oh boy, I mean, you get there's a lot you can do with that. So yeah, I would say Peyton I would go, I'll say three passes, three passes for the in his career or or this year. In a year, in a, in a sing, sing, I'll, a sing. I'll, I'll I'll go with that two or three in a year. I'll go with that. In this year or next this, or like this this or, year, man. Yeah, I'll say this year, depending this on year. what they do with uh, Foreman. If Foreman's still around, maybe not because they'll be trying to get uh, played running plays for him. But if he still happens to leave or somebody leaves, I can see them trying to do some uh, plays like that. I can see that. I'm with I false. just see him doing it because they, it's something to mix in that can fuck up a defense, man, and then make the next four go up. We got to respect that because they did exactly. get it for fifty yards. Exactly. So you know, exactly. It's 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 one of these, man, and you got to do that with all of your opponents. You got to play a mind game. Yeah, it's 
squeegee, squeegee got it right. It's like Roshan the fields for a two point conversion. That, that wouldn't shock me. I could see three times in his career, but three times in his rookie season. Hey, depends. Hey, depends on that's, the, that's a lot of high hopes there, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I think it honestly depends on you know, like I said, how they playing if if they running him with a sweep. And if those DBs are biting on it, you're gonna take that. I'm, I'm saying you're gonna you're gonna take that. And I can see them trying to do the wildcat because they did the wildcat last year with uh, Monty. I mean, he always ran it, but maybe. But look, but look how long he's been in the year, in the league, though. It's not like he's just coming fresh out of college. And I don't know. That's just my that's just my personal opinion. They're gonna have him working on what they want him to work on. So that he can be the best running back right now, and if it so happens that they're working on the pass, a certain pass play, and it just fits that spot moment, then you know, hey, let's let's go ahead and try it. I just I don't think I don't see them running him out there and saying, hey, you're gonna I do this this year, one maybe this year, I don't know. maybe That's three of his career. What's that song? I believe in miracles. I'm. I'm Okay, you out of there, man. You got to just got to go. What, what's wrong with him? He, he think he can sing now too, man. Come on. PJ <laughs> uh, has been dying to do that. Yeah. Did you say sing? We can we can do that. We've got. No, please don't. Please don't do it. No. Yeah. All right, I'll save you this time. <laughs> Break it out, Kitty. The Howard Dan. I, I, I should remove those right now. As <laughs> I hear you're no fun. <laughs> oh man! Sorry, retro, sorry, retro man, is, talking about you. Though. Retro is correct. Fields won't do like uh, Cutler did, and just stand there. Remember when uh, Cutler would uh, line up wide? And it'd be a it'd be a running back option or something. He's just standing there with his hands on his hips. I'm like, dude, can you at least act like you're going around or something? Yeah. So disinterested. He's like, this play is not going to me. Right. So why should I care? He's standing out there at the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, and if anybody got close to him, he pulled his arms back. He's like you know, you're not, you're not don't to touch me, me. don't touch me. <laughs> you're not throwing to me, are you? Okay. Yeah, don't touch me. Hike. <laughs> oh, the smoking cutler. Right. <laughs> man, man, we used to smoke in practice, man. We'd run around a field with a cigarette in our mouth. It was terrible. With their helmet on? You could have it up, man. You could have it up. No, no, no. They didn't have helmets back then. The leather straps. <laughs> Off and up along. <laughs> Look at we didn't wear helmets. See? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll just you. I'll be right back, guys. I have to resend uh Ryan Ryan Billings, our next guest, a link. Hold on. Get the fuck out of here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Foster, that explains all those bruises on top of your head. Oh, that was after that was after the games, man. <laughs> I'm with you, Cliff. The smoking jays. 
Nothing beige. They color. Foster, is it ceramic or steel? It's both, man. It's a, I got it. I got a special. It's that uh, that shit on the space shuttle. You had a steel plate put in. Is that what you said? Steel. What? I said you had a steel plate put in. Is that what you said? Like, that's <laughs> what the whole thing is there's nothing there, man. Yeah. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you know. But I, 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 I could see him throwing. I could see him throwing a couple passes this year for sure. I really could, man. Especially later in the season, once, once he over the position, because I still think he's gonna. I mean, I last year before last season, I, I kept saying. Braxton Jones is going to be starting tackle, and Jatiri Carter would be a starting guard and, and half right. But I, I think he's going to be there. Roshan just I think there's too much talent, man. You got two Texas guys in that backfield. They got they're going to be buddies. Even though you just have to re- you just have to remember there's so many mouths to feed that yeah. you know. I just see him taking it. We'll, we'll know by training camp, man. Once training camp, we get to that first second preseason game, you're going to hear stuff. We're going to see. They want to see. Playpool succeed. They want to see Mooney come back. They want to see three running backs. They want, you know, like they want to see two tight ends. They, they, they there's a lot there. We, we, we want to have the hard, biggest worst problems of all. Too many good players on the team. Yeah, I'm all so bored on that. Yep. Yep. You can no, never have, you can never have too much of something when it comes to that. Yep. Well, guys, we have our next guest is in the wings waiting. We have Ryan Billings in the waiting. Brian, do you want to come back for the shoot the shit hour at the end? Sure. Awesome. All right, Brian. Bye. See you, Brian. What is up? KB, Ryan Billings, you are muted, my man. Hold on. Oh, shit. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. All right, man. What's going on with you? I'm trying to, trying to get my headphones to work. Dude, you sound great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what is up, KB? my man? Shit, man. I'm, I'm supposed to be working today, but I, I got lucky with a trade, uh, so I'm off, and I'm at the airport trying to pick up a friend. So. <laughs> You guys do a 24 48 hours? Yep. Cool. Cool. Oh, man. I, just, I just got done working the, the week from hell. I had uh 248s pretty much. So I, I had one day off in between and right back to two days, man. Uh, it whooped my ass. <laughs> wow, dude. And you are like that committed that you're sitting at an air in the airport right now? Yeah, like, man. One of my old uh my old wrestling coach, man. Me and him stayed in touch. He uh actually moved to Japan because he joined the Air Force. So he's uh he was looking for somebody to come pick him up. And I'm like, hell shit. I ain't gonna be doing nothing. I'll slide out there and get you now, hell. <laughs> so, no idea. Oh yeah. So I how, how long do you have? Oh man, you know what I'm saying? I got a little while until he uh he messaged me. He ain't he ain't messaged me yet. It's, Playing was supposed to touch down like 16 minutes ago, but I ain't heard shit. So he's <laughs> <Please>, okay. <laughs> he's getting bugged in the, in the airport. It came out here on, on the stream with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever you, whatever it takes, right? You too. <laughs> KB, I, I thought you were, I thought you were checking in from like fire, a fire or something, man. Yeah, I'm on the oh. scene, guys. But who talk cares why the building's burning down behind me? 
<laughs> not, not today. Not today. <laughs> What's going on, man? What are we talking about, fellas? Oh, man. Well, first off, let's introduce you, man. KB, Brian Billings from the Barfly Tailgate Show on the Barroom Network. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. Oh, man. We, thanks for having me. We're just kind of we're talking about the stadium BS and what's going on with, you know, all the, the, the jogging around and the BS that's going on with that game playing. And then just kind of talking about our running back room and, and kind of breaking it down, where, who we feel may, might be the odd man out, things like that. You want to start okay. with the stadium? How do you feel about that, man? Have you heard any of this new stuff, Rockford? It's, man, I don't heard Rockford. I don't heard uh, was Naples or Naper Na- Naperville, Naperville. Naperville, yeah. But you done heard everything except Arlington. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. At this point, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, I, they could be staying in Chicago for all we know. <laughs> you hear, uh, you know, the Kevin guy. You know, I, I, his last name is at the moment. Uh, Came, it, it, it's escaping me, but you know the new team president talking mm-hmm. with the mayor, the new mayor of Chicago, saying you know Chicago might be the move, man. I, who knows? Yeah, yeah. there's some so, there's some chatter about land that could be for sale there, right? Because they want their own stadium. Period. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I I would love for them to. St- it's a part of me that would love to see them stay at Soldier Field. But then the part of me that's like, bro, it's a nightmare getting in and out of that stadium. Right. And then you got to look at the stadium as one of the smallest stadiums in the league, which is it's crazy to think that Michigan has a bigger stadium than what what Soldier Field is. Like yeah. you, you have to really put that in the in a you know what I'm saying in the frame of things. Like this is an NFL team. This is the the charter team of the the NFL. Like we should have something top notch as fans to mm-hmm. go into. So mm-hmm. I. Like I said, the part of me that would love to see them stay there is it's it's minimal, but you know, just the nostalgia. But it, it needs to be something new, man. I don't I don't care if they want to find new land in Chicago. You want to find it in Naperville? Hell, they can move it to Gary Fall. I fucking care if it's if it's enough land. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Gary, come on, not Gary. Rockford. No, I, I'm just playing, not Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> How about Rockford, though, huh? I, you know, I've never been to Rockford. It's it's pretty well, far away from Chicago. <laughs> oh man! If it, if it's if it's good enough, man, forget it. I I'll take it. They I would take come downstate. So I mean, PJ, like I said, man, to me, wherever y'all, wherever they can get the land, if they can get the land for it, I'm all for it. I mean, it, it ain't nothing but an extra forty minutes to me, damn near to go anywhere else. So I don't I don't really care. As long as they own their own stadium, that, period. Yeah. Yeah. Get into the modern age, yeah. Bears. Get into oh, the modern age. All the matter, man. Yeah. yeah. It sucks that they can't buy the land that they're on from the park district. They won't do it. I was going to say that. That would be a conversation. If uh somehow they found a way to get the land, hey, they can do what they want then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, their parking sucks. Though. I know it's a lot of folks that might not have actually been to Soldier Field. The land, the land area around it is kind of limited. Like you got Very. the museums all around it. Uh, you got a couple of uh, what? You got the one stadium. Uh, it's I, I don't I don't even want to call it a stadium. It's kind of like a rec center area building. Oh, you talking yeah. about that, that big building, uh, McCormick, yeah. right? Yeah, the McCormick place. Yeah. yeah McCormick. So there's a whole section of that that's not even used. They could take down and yeah, maybe just. 
that would be a real conversation to have, man. If if they found a way to get extra area, bro, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just it's just not an ideal spot to be in, man. Uh, like I said, if Rockford is a good area to be in, like I said, I've never been there personally. Uh, but if it's a good spot, hell, like I said, it ain't number what about an hour or so outside of Chicago. Like, man, who cares? <laughs> I'm sure there's a train that goes there. You said what? I'm sure there's a train that goes there. I'm pretty sure. The Amtrak goes everywhere. <laughs> I, I just want – I agree with Doug Van Dorn, though. Rock, Rockford is where you go if you want that real Detroit experience. <laughs> oh, no. Not Detroit. Oh, no. It is. It's, it's, it's having to leave the state. I'll tell you what. The biggest thing that Rockford has going for it is the Detroit – or the the um, the Dodge plant. That's where they build Dodges. Oh well, I, I would I would love to go to Rockford then because uh, if I can find a way to steal a, a Challenger engine and transmission, oh yeah, we'd be in business. <laughs> put, put this young V eight in my car. You feel me? Let know about this for the guy, will you? Hey, man, I might let him know, man. <laughs> he said somebody said, "Why well, am I looking like I'm saying about police?" Whip, dog. I ain't about nothing, brother. <laughs> I'm leaning up against my car, goddammit. <laughs> it look like you just got to put some wax on it, man. Hey, man, look, it, it actually needs to be washed. It's funny. Oh, hey. damn, Rockford is full of crime? Goddamn. Oh. <laughs> Chicago in too, so what, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> just a small <laughs> crime, that's all it is. Oh, no. Man. Squeegee says that about everywhere. I think it's Belvedere where they used to make the Dodgers, but I thought they're closing that down too. I see. Oh, yeah, well, that's Stellantis. Close enough, Stellantis is a company out of Italy. They make like Fiat's. That who there is no Chrysler Dodge anymore. I hate to tell you, but there's not. Yeah, yeah no, they're it's gone forever. There's no Dodge Ram either. Now it's just Ram. It's because oh, all the problems Dodge had with their trucks in yeah. the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Mm. yeah, man, I mean, it is what it is, man. Whatever. Yeah. The, Kevin, the Kevin guy will figure out what, what, what the best move Kevin is. Warren. There you go. Kevin Warren, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? President Warren will figure out what he's going to do, man. If he helped this uh, situation with the with the, the Vikings get off the ground, man, then, I'm, I mean, it ain't really too many people in the world you can really trust that type of business to, except folks that have actually done it. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm all for whatever the hell he decides. Just 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 make it make it better than what it is, man. Because mm-hmm. like you, you got the smallest stadium in the league, you got the worst parking situation I've ever seen. And I was in Cincinnati and saw that the Bengals football stadium is right next to the Cincinnati Red Stadium, and that's a shit that's a shit show. And it's mm-hmm. still better than Chicago. So yeah. It's a getting out, the, out of there after a game. I know that. Yeah. It'll just be stuffed into, a, you know, a, a parking lot after a concert, just waiting it out. You know? Pretty much. That, that is exactly how it is. It took 30 minutes to get from one stop like to the next. And I'm like, bro, this ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Right. so what, do you guys, what, what do you guys got coming up on there on the bar for the tail, tail, yeah, tailgate show, man? Anything well, soon? Man, so... Right now, we're trying to rope my cousin into coming on again. So, yeah, let's talk about that when you're done. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to rope him into coming back on. You know, they they getting ready to start OTAs and stuff like that. So I know he's been busy. 
you know, they just had the voluntary workouts and stuff like that. So kind of kind of let him do his thing. But, you know, as soon as he gets a free time, oh, it, 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 he, he's coming off. He's definitely so coming off. So how much how much more have you talked to your cousin, Andrew Billings, who signed with the Bears since he has signed with the Bears? It's been a little bit, man. It's been a little bit. Like I said, the, uh, I didn't actually know he signed, right? So I was at work, and I was upstairs sleeping in a chair, and my phone is just going off. Like, the hell is my phone blowing up for? I'm thinking it's an emergency. I'm like, I don't hear no alarm going off. So I know it ain't nothing crazy. And then I just look at my phone, and I just see, bro, look, he signed. He's, I'm like, <laughs> who, who, who are we talking about? And then uh, I get a phone call with somebody like, hey, man, I know you're excited. I know the family's got to be excited. I'm like, what, what, are you, who, what are you talking about? Like, your cousin, he signed with the Bears. I said, bullshit. No, he didn't. And then I get on Twitter and then Instagram and then Facebook and I see it. It's all like <laughs> my family is sharing it. I'm like. That's so amazing. So I text him. I'm like, yo, no heads up. Like, Right, 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 right. <laughs> but he texted me. He was like, I, I was waiting for this message. Like y'all, y'all called it. Y'all definitely called it. He was like, well, you know, we couldn't talk about it then because it was during the tampering period. So uh -huh. it was pretty, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, we spoke about things, you know, with the family trying to figure out how the ticket situation will work, so we can come to games. Uh, definitely trying to make it to the Packers game. So what uh, is? How does that work with a family and the tickets? How does that work for you guys? I, from, my, from what he told me last time we went to the Cleveland Browns game. Uh, they get allotted a certain amount of tickets that they can give to family and friends. Okay. I don't know how many that is. I don't necessarily know how it works. All I know is I said, hey, can I get four tickets? And then he gave me four tickets. What game? Can you say that? Uh, that, was, that was the game that Justin Fields almost got decapitated on the field against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, oh. oh, okay. Yeah, we, we went to that game. Jeez, <laughs> and that, that's when he played for Cleveland. So right, right, right. You know, it's he took the drive. Well, this is yeah. Chicago, though, so you don't know. I mean, I wonder how many tickets they're going to give him because it is Chicago. Probably yeah. give him one and a half. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, bullshit. <laughs> but I, man, look, they can give me a hundred dollars off a ticket. Hell, that's all I need, bro. I, I don't want to spend five hundred on the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to show up and show out. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, he uh he told me when he got some downtime, he would come back on. Uh, he he said he really enjoyed being on with the, the fellas and just talking. Okay. And you know, everybody now is kind of like, hey, how so? How this process go? How did we get to the Bears? You know, was mm -hmm. it was it a foregone conclusion? Like once you you didn't resign that you were going there? Or, you know, what I'm saying so. We got questions. Right, of course you do. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, so you're like you're like uh, you know I am on a podcast, right? <laughs> you know, you know uh, it's, that outpouring of love, like just that to see that he's getting is is wild because you know I seen how it was at Baylor and you know that's you're in Texas. I can't really reap the benefits of you being in Texas because right. I'm in I'm in Indiana, mm -hmm. but. To see folks talking about him like, yo, we got this big dude. He 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 was a beast against the run last year, man. And I got folks coming out the woodworks like, yeah, we knew him from Baylor. What? That's amazing. So it, it, feel, it feels good to, to kind of bask in everything that he's accomplished. And totally. it's like I'm, I'm proud of him for everything he's done. But to actually see it now, it's 
it's, it's, it's an amazing film. It's an amazing film. So Especially when you start seeing him in a Bears uniform, too. It's going to be oh, like... Yeah. So you're Believe me, that 97 jersey is on the way. <laughs> what was that? The, I said my 97 jersey is on the way. Yep. Right, right. <laughs> so you're from Indiana? <laughs> I was, I'm originally from Chicago. I was born in, in Chicago. Okay. But right. my family moved to uh to Indiana when I was young. Uh, But our family stretches far and wide. We from Mississippi, Texas, all over. So okay. he uh he grew up in Waco. So, mm. you know, kind of, it was always kind of the writing on the wall. He was going to go to Baylor. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, KB, what do you think about this running back room that we have here? It's interesting. It's interesting. So I was I'm a fan of Roshan Johnson. Uh I felt the kid was very underrated coming out of Texas. I did not feel that we had any shot at getting him. It, it's kind of like how the David Montgomery thing went when he came out. You knew that the kid was talented, you knew that he was a special runner, but you just didn't see the Bears getting him. It, it, it just didn't make sense. It, by the time he got to us, he was going to be gone. So you get to the – what he was a fourth-rounder. You get to the fourth round, and you're kind of looking at it like they wouldn't do it, would they? That's It wouldn't make sense because, you know, you just signed Dante Foreman, Travis Homer. They wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then they did it. Right. And I was like, we just got a stud. Uh, <laughs> My man don't got got the mileage on the tires. He he's still learning the position, which is another crazy thing to think of. Mm-hmm. You go from backing up a generational talent at running back, and then you look at it. It was games where Roshan Johnson was still in the spotlight, and mm-hmm. that's not just hyperbole to sit there and be like, "Oh, he joined the Bears, so we can kind of chalk him up." Like, no, he. He legit had games where he was the bell cow. Like they they leaned heavily on him to carry the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I was happy with that. Uh, the Dante Foreman pick pickup was 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 very low key to me. You have to look at the amount of games he played and the yardage he put up, mm-hmm. and the time that he put up, the amount of yardage he put up, and the same amount of game spans that Bradley Chubb did. They had damn near the exact amount of yards. They broke damn near the exact amount of tackles. I think Bradley Chubb has scored a few more touchdowns than him. Hmm. Bradley Chubb is top five running back in the league. Hmm. I'm not saying Dr. Foreman is going to be a top five running back, but that's damn impressive. Especially to see the game he had against the Lions. Mm-hmm. He he whooped their ass. Like, <laughs> he, he whooped their ass. Yes, so, he did. If he can uh, do that every game against the Lions, we'll take that. Uh, I would take that. Ten times out of ten, and, and put them on Sunday. But uh, it's it's a young it's a young and hungry room from what you can see because you know you still got Khalil Herbert, he's a dog, uh, and then the Travis Homer pick. I've I've heard people saying that hell he might be the best pass blocker running back on the team right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean you got four dudes and in the table. Catching yeah, 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 and best pass catcher. And then you still got the uh, kid they drafted last year. Uh, I don't yeah. know what, what he might bring. Maybe the competition might bring something out of him. But at the end of the day, you got five kids in the state, stable right now. And somebody's going to have to take take that number one spot, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, uh, earlier out today, I put a tweet out saying something about uh, the Dalvin Cook thing. 
I thought that he had to clear waivers, but I guess because he's a veteran, he ain't got to. So uh, him just being released just means he's being released. I'm, I wouldn't lie to you if, if I didn't say that I was interested in Dalvin Cook. I, really? I would absolutely be interested in Dalvin Cook. Only for the simple fact, right now we got one player who pro- probably made a Pro Bowl on offense, and that's DJ Moore. I don't know if he did or not, but right now he's that's the Pro Bowl talent. Uh I said Bradley. I said Bradley Chubb. I meant Nick Chubb. My bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, you bring in a Dalvin Cook. If there was any way in hell you brought in a Dalvin Cook, you have that all-pro talent at that position. And that right there would drive defenses mad. The read option game would be be ridiculous. Let's just Let's just say that. You're going to have the fear of God in you coming up to the line and seeing Dalvin Cook standing behind that line and saying, if he gets the ball, we have to try to bring him down. If he doesn't get the ball, that means Justin Fields just ran past us for about 20 yards. <laughs> and then you're going to bring you gonna bring all the people into the box, play action, roll out, boots, and now you got to sit here and worry. Fields can take off. Fields could throw the ball deep down the field to one of the best deep threats in the league and DJ Moore. Or this man might just roll out and dump the pass off to a Dalvin Cook who can take a screen pass or a short yard pass 80 yards to the house. <laughs> so, like I said, that part of me would love to see Dalvin Cook. I'm not I'm not going to lie. The kid, the dude's a hell of a back. He's only 27 years old. I don't believe he'll come to Chicago. Ain't no fucking way. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I see him going to probably Miami. It yeah, makes some sense. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, y'all said it earlier. I, I, I haven't even had the chance to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yet. I, just, I know. Uh, but the, the dude's a hell of a talent. I see people saying that he ain't worth the money. Look, at this point, who are you paying? You got over you got over $30 million in the cap. We still haven't added an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. At, at a certain point, it has to stop being about, oh, somebody isn't worth the money. If you can take any kind of pressure off of, off of Justin Fields, it's worth the money. So assuming that, assuming that he's not signed, who's the odd man out? Is it Ebner or Homer? It's definitely Ebner. De- oh, definitely Ebner. I, listen, he will go straight to the practice squad. I, the, he, he did not look impressive last year. I guess they said he was hurt or whatever the case was. I'm not impressed yet. Uh, yeah. You could put – I will put him on the back burner right now. My running back room, oof. Practice squad guy, maybe. Uh, yeah, he does. Like I said, Ebner definitely practice squad. Definitely yeah. practice squad. I think they brought Travis Homer in for a reason. They signed him on to a two year deal, so he's here for a reason. Uh, who, do you, who do you think the first running back is to touch the ball this season? Don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's the hard part. I don't know. Oh man, Foster came up with Foreman. Foreman. Okay. Foreman to me can probably be the most dangerous running back we have. And I'm gonna say this. The dude is over six foot. He's 225 pounds and runs like a 4440 or some shit like that, or a four like a, uh, a low four five. He's mm-hmm. fast as shit. His problem was he was injury prone. He doesn't have to carry the load. Right. He can come in here and he can he can be that spot down back or however they want to do it. Let him get a couple couple things in, and then you put in there Herbert as a change of pace. 
Dante Foreman can be very dangerous. Very dangerous. Uh, I would probably put my money on him. As the first, as the first as one, the first, ball the first ball to touch the, yeah, I, I would probably put my money for the simple fact that when that man got signed, his words were, and I quote, "I did not come here to be a backup." That man has a dog in him. And he has, he has all the fight in the world right now, and all the motivation in the world to come out and win that damn job. Mm-hmm. And if he does, I'm not saying that 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 shitting on Khalil Herbert anyway. Khalil Herbert's a great running back. Dr. Foreman could be, he, I'm not going to say special, but he, he could be a powerhouse back there. Barring injury. Yes, it could be. I'm, I, I, I went with Khalil Herbert with the first touch of the season, but okay. I, I, it could be Foreman. Hey man, look, my, so I'm, I'm going with Foreman simply because he, he's the veteran, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's coming in. I know he's going to put in work. What I would love to see, I would love to see Roshan get the first touch. I'm not gonna lie, I would love to see Roshan get the first touch, man. I, would, I, I got, I got so much love for that that kid, man. He's a, he just seems like a hell of a personality, a hard worker, and I just feel like he can keep getting better, man. I, I, I legit feel like if that if that kid played anywhere else, he would have probably been the number two running back on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I really think he would have gave Jameer Gibbs a, a, a run for his money. He plays downhill. That's he sure. does, and, yeah. and he's a, he's a one cut back man. He he yeah. he makes his move and he's gone. He's perfect and, for this offense. Exactly, and he breaks a lot of fucking tackles, a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. So they they might have got they the running back that you know what I'm saying is similar to Montgomery in that that aspect, but I feel like Roshan's faster. He, yeah. He might have timed, you know what I'm saying, somewhere similar to Montgomery, but you look at the kid's play speed. He, that dude, move, he runs away from people. Right. So, he gains speed as he, as he's running, it seems. It's, he like, he, he like an old, Oldsmobile. You feel me? When they start <laughs> off, they, they kind of drag an ass, but then, uh, you know, they start to pick up speed as, as they go longer and longer. <laughs> exactly. Well said. <laughs> Well, dude, KB, we we've got a couple other guests here lined up, and we appreciate you coming in, man. Is you know, you oh, take yeah, time we, out. we got airplanes flying over, and I can't hear shit. So, my dude just landed. So, Perfect hey, man, timing. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to catch y'all, boys, man. Thanks for having me, yo. Thank you for coming on, KB. We'll see you. We'll see you next time, buddy. Oh, that was fun talking to KB. Man. He's always a blast. Guys, before we uh, get into our final guest here, let's let's take a quick moment to uh, find out what Mammy thinks. Kitty, you have that rolled up here? <laughs> Mammy! How are you doing this evening? Looks like she put on makeup and everything this time. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. That's a finger just for you, Danny. Man. Just because I'm feeling better. I have been so sick for the last like eight weeks. Oh wow. It's unbelievable. That's why, that's why mm-hmm. I feel like shit after spending three weeks at your house. Mammy, do you, yeah. do you have do you have the ancient Chinese disease too? 
<laughs> dragon ass. It's called dragon ass. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called? Dragon brain. <laughs> I've still got brain fog. <laughs> yeah. I just. I'm well, glad you're feeling better, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am. I feel more human, a little bit alive, but yeah, yeah it looks better. Okay. Cool. Yep. So, what does Mammy so think? What's, what's uh, what do you think about the Bears' running back room? The running back room? Yeah. How do you feel about the running back room? You in good shape? Yeah. Great. Like the draft pick? Love it. Okay. Excellent. Um, all right. Thanks. I like them all to run back. Yep. Excellent. They're they're all gonna run the ball well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> backwards, forwards, back. sideways, whatever. Yeah. Please, not backwards. <laughs> Only forwards and maybe sideways. Jim Marshall. <laughs> that was kind of a cutie patootie you just had on. Who was that? Cutie patootie we just had KB. on? You're talking about yeah. KB. KB. Oh, KB, yeah. That's Ryan Billings. His, his cousin just got signed to play for the Bears. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think he's single. I could see if he has. <laughs> you can call me daddy. <laughs> I'm even a little bit higher than a cougar. What would that be? <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> I don't even oh, know. <laughs> Mammy has jungle fever. <laughs> Retro says. <laughs> a mountain lion. <laughs> oh, man. A mountain lion. Okay. <laughs> you look nothing like a mountain lion, though. And that doesn't sound very feminine either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> a mountain cougar? Neither does, a, neither does cougar. Yeah, technically well, it doesn't. I guess over time it's it's created its own status symbol, you know, kind of. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you say cougar and everybody pictures in their mind what they think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So have you ever, have you heard anything new on the stadium stuff? Watching the local TV up there, Rockford, anything else? Uh, they've started demolition. Yeah. Just on the interior, I hear. Mm -hmm. They're fighting with the schools on the taxes. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense to me. Why would you want to pay taxes on a property that they're saying is, um operational when it's not going to be operational for 10 years. That's like millions of dollars in taxes that they want them to pay extra. Right. So. Cause if they, if they demolish the property, then they pay less on the taxes. Right. Because it's not operational, but right. right now the only permits they have are for the interior. So mm -hmm. see what happens there. They, and they have offers. They are looking at other offers from what I see. You know, in uh, Naperville, and of course, I think Chicago is completely out, even though they're still trying. But Rockford came into the picture. I heard today. Man. Rockford did. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet. <laughs> that means I'd, I'd, I'd come stay by you and then drive 
30 minutes to the game at the most. <laughs> and you'd be that. close to, you'd be close to grandma. She'd love that. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'd be like, come stand by me and go to the game. <laughs> now, now don't you think they should have had that all worked out before they even uh, went ahead and bought the property as far as what the taxes was going to be? Well, they had the assessment right. from 2022, but that 2021, but then it changed mm -hmm. after they had already purchased it. So, I mean, they own the property. It's it's whether now they're going to develop it or just turn around and sell it, you know, so. Right. If they sit on it for a little while, they, they could probably make money on it just because the price of real estate goes up. But I think that's a good spot for them in Arlington Heights, don't you guys? I think it's I a good it. spot. I think it's perfect. You know, they're close to transportation and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's The train would go right there. You'd be able to get off yeah. and walk to the station within blocks. Want to buy the land, Soldier Field? They want to build a big hotel. Yeah, they they don't want just Soldier Field, just the mm -hmm. the building. They want the whole property. Right. Yep. Yes, they do. Oh, let's see. Doug Van Dorn says if it came down to it, the Bears would buy a bunch of farmland like 45 miles west of the tri-state and build their own. But either Cook or DuPage will eventually agree to the Bears' terms. Yeah, that's basically Woodstock. <laughs> if they did that. Yeah. 45 miles. I, I, it's, it's just a politics game right now. They're, the schools are going to have to give in because the push is for the Bears to come there. Because it's going to bring so much to that community. Mm -hmm. right. You know? Right. And they're talking about rerouting and building streets and, you know, rerouting access to the toll roads and everything else for people to get out there. So it won't affect the neighborhoods like people were initially bitching about, you know, the right. traffic and all that stuff. So, yeah, the, the plan is to eliminate all that and, and rework it. But I think there's all there's all pay for the building, the stadium, but they want public money for the rest. And that's kind of a fight, too. So, yeah. Well, Mammy, we, we're running a little bit late because our last guest mm -hmm. was on a little bit late. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on the running back room. <laughs> well, I'm going to run back there right now. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be our go-to for the stadium. You're like, okay, well, see you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll run, I'll run back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be your one thing you can study. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hell with trying okay. to like talk about players. Just remember Justin Fields and Stadium, okay? Those are the old, two most important things. Well, I, I know Justin Fields. From, I've, I've watched him play, but I don't yeah, know. Guys, a real quick funny thing before we let my, Mammy go. I showed her a picture of Justin Fields. I said, get ready to hear me talk about this guy a lot because this is the future of the Bears. And he mm -hmm. goes, she goes, when did they start – uh, letting players wear letters on their jerseys. Oh my god! She thought he was wearing the capital I. Yeah, I. I... Because I swear to God, you guys, it's the Mandela effect that the ones always looked like the Roman, you know, Roman numeral one with the line underneath and the little <laughs> carrot on yeah. top, and this yeah. was just a straight. <laughs> Just a, and I'm like, well, why is he wearing an eye? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to live that one down. I'll tell you that much. Wait, that, still that, holding that, on to that, that bond, that, right? That deserves removal. 
I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's over there across the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week I forgot to have her out. She's like, I had my bong ready. I was gonna ha have it in my mouth when I'd be like, oh hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Next time. Yep. Well, Mammy, right. it's, it's great having you on the show. And we will get more of Mammy's thoughts next week. <laughs> Come on, PJ. <laughs> Love you, Mammy. Love you, too. Do your piece out. Do your piece out. I can't do my other hand. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. There we go. Perfect <laughs> sideways. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> There's a short. <laughs> Love it. All right. Love it. That's awesome. Guys, our final guest of the night. Sorry to keep you so long, Matt. We'll make it up to you. Let's bring in everyone knows Matt Kedro. He's got right. great shit to say. He was with us the entire draft. Matt Kedro was done with ISP. Matt, how do I how do I not look like I'm white dancing to this? Do you have any any advice? Yeah, I got nothing for you, bro. Sorry. Love you though. Hey, 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 man. You know what? I got something for him. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, PJ? What do you got? You love PJ. You love you. I was probably doing. You know I was gonna do it, don't you? You know I was gonna do it. <laughs> I missed it. What? I was gonna take you out the show. You gonna pull me? You almost got all. Oh, you It's about time we bounced Shorty. Just, just one time. Ked's back, folks. Ked's back. Shorty's bounce. Shorty's back. You should have done it. Like as soon as I start doing this, pull me. Yeah, he got you. He got you. He's like, you busted the cabbage patch all wrong. You disrespect, you disrespect the cabbage patch, bro. Man. Oh, boy. That was, that was the cabbage patch. That was the lettuce patch. That was a, <laughs> it was a lettuce field. It wasn't even a patch. It was a whole field. Man. Yeah, boys. Matt, Kedro, man, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm breathing well, you know. Is good uh, up there? My 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 status as a uh, part-time uh, wildfire consultant is in full swing. I'm getting all the you know, getting all the uh, you know, all, all the all the, props, all the smoke. All the, nice. Thanks for that. That was sweet. That was nicely done. <laughs> Yo, it's okay. for the first couple of days here. It's, it was super messed up with that. Um, I'm a smoker. It's super. I went out to have a cigarette. I could barely barely do it. So. Um, about that time, maybe I just quit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, like, I was rocking with you, Foster. I was rocking with you, Foster. I may have to take a step back. You know, but <laughs> it, was, it 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 was kind of brutal here for a couple of days, and things just to understand is like, it's still pretty wet in Canada. That's why I don't like. I'm like, where the hell did this stuff even come from? It's super right. wet out here. Um, you know, there's still puddles outdoors right now. Wow. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how the, the, the for, you know what I mean? I don't know how the forest got dry enough to explode into 
wildfire case scenario, but here we are. I'm not a meteorologist or, or <laughs> right. fucking <laughs> fucking firefighter. That's that's it for me as far as as far as wildfire. Marks are your loved ones good though? Say say again. Are your loved ones good though? Uh, not all of them. I know if if you if you're bringing it up, my family's you know my immediate family's pretty square. I got an uncle. How um, about with the, in regards to the fires? Oh, no, yeah, we're no, it's we're nowhere near the. Nobody's getting engulfed in flames in that oh, regard. Okay. You know what I mean? It's 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 just in a very odd in an odd spot, like where it's originating, where it's originating, and why it would be hitting you guys in New York and Illinois and and, and sort of on the East Coast. It's originating in Quebec, just a little ways away from me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm about two. I'm about two hours away from where it sits, and that's just all. Um, it's all mountainous area with all level of of trees, right? It's really green and lush over there, but at the same time, super wet. I, I'm kind of surprised that it's as super brutal wet. as it is. Right? Super wet. Well, is it's, it east just, of you? Then? That's how we like it. Say, say again. Is the fire is east? east? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> shit, PJ, been a minute, eh, bro? All you gotta do is, you gotta do is just look for PJ gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know you you missed. I know I fucked up. I fucked up. Um, so it's 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 actually northeast. Yeah, you're right. It's not um it's not not too far from where I'm at at all. But super odd. Never seen anything like that in my life. That's very strange. You know it's messed up when the puddles in Canada are on fire. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they're probably yeah. raining acid, like <laughs> diabolical uh, fuel rain from that Ohio train spill, right? Ooh. Well, I, I heard that that came up to Alberta, which is nowhere near where I'm at. That's like closer to Montana, I think. Like, I'm nowhere near there. But that no, did that train of, I'm talking about was in Ohio. I think. I think that like we got some some blowback out of that in the oh, in the so western side of Canada. Wrong place that you're at. Okay, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, the west side got a little bit of that. We didn't get any of that. Been pretty cool. Again, reality is it's winter. Ninety, you know, nine months out of the year, we finally get a little bit of sun, and now I can't fucking go outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? What the hell? This country, man. Make up your bloody mind. Thanks. <laughs> I could go on about the weather all bloody day, but uh, <laughs> weatherman's got weatherman's got the best job in the world. Absolutely zero accountability. You know what I mean? Nobody's calling the weatherman up to say like, "Bro, uh, like you fucked up. It rained yesterday, you asshole." We, we should be, man. We should be calling them up every fucking day, bitching. I agree. We should really go at the. How much money do they pay you guys? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, he's on TV. He's getting that TV speaking money. They get or she. In some cases, if it's Aldo Gandia watching the news, it's a whole other thing. That's true. Yeah, I was really, I was really trying to string up an Aldo Gandia clip there. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> yeah, different show, different show. <laughs> you know what? Have we? Have you guys? Since we've been putting like our guests through the interrogation room, we know where you're from. But PJ, have you asked? Have you asked Matt how he became a Bears fan? I'm kind of curious about that. I don't think I've ever asked you that. That's a really good question, and I'm going to give you an awesome. Become a Bears fan since these guys won't ask it. I will. Uh, I, there you go. All right, I'll give you some some good, a, a pretty solid answer there. So it starts out with 
just being a child of the '80s, man. That's really what it is. Oh, that's enough. That's um, all I need. I'm gonna go take a leak. I'm gonna pull myself out. You're playing this. Come okay, we'll just we'll, we'll just end the show right there. We'll right. End it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reality is, um, you know, refrigerator pair is the only GI Joe figure that an NFL player ever, you know, was ever created for an NFL player. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know any yeah, other. I don't know any other players that have a GI Joe figure. I don't um, know. No other. Oh, I'm telling you, man. The, the '80s was was owned by the Chicago Bears. There's no two ways about this. Um, you know, all the little all the movies we used to watch, Vacation, Chevy Chase, rocking rocking good old Bears. Um, Bill Murray, big Bill Murray fan. Good old Bears. It's all '85 for me. And 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 again, big, huge swaths of my childhood are spent watching things that are just rooted in and swimming in bears fandom so that's that's really it at some point i had to choose a team and that's kind of how, how it comes to you know for every canadian kid because again it's not just your city over here it's who do you like and why and for me 1985 was the year i really gained coherence and started watching football and that team was an walter payton you can't say enough yeah i could be here all day that team's in, insane but that's it man that wow. is a great that is a great little story and and the fridge was so big for three or four years there man where he did have the the gi joe doll and he had the pontiac commercial and yeah he had, bacon, he had a bacon commercial miami vice bro ass. like I mean, he had miami vice with with work. with um mcmahon and, and peyton standing up like just the 80s boys like yeah. that that's that's really what uh that's really what connected me to the to the Bears in the first place. That's why I'm a I'm a huge Bears fan. It has everything to do with my upbringing. Well, correction, though, uh, Foster, uh, for, uh, refrigerator was more. He was big for more than just three or four years. He's been like I, he big all his life. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big lad, man. He's a big lad. Big lad, super nice guy. But he could move. Us. Oh my goodness. Oh, he had them cut those those. Those few, uh, just those few snaps as an RB, the yeah. fridge. Oh yeah. boy, just get out of the way. Just let him in. Just forget no, about it. Pretty quick off the snap, man. I when mean, they, when they showed that dude jumping up and down on the table his rookie year, when when Buddy was saying all the shit about him, and they, because other guys in that locker room couldn't do it. I don't know if you guys remember the footage. No, there, there was a huge mm. heavy duty table, the stainless steel table. Right. And he was the only one. He could jump up and back and forth on it. I forgot what the height was, but it was ridiculous. When I saw that, I was like, holy crap. It was unbelievable how, how easy he made it look. And how heavy was he? 370, 350, whatever he was. No, he wasn't that big, was he? He's a he big boy. There, like he, again, he was also very tall too. Hampton used to call a biscuit. He said he was a biscuit away from three fifty every day. <laughs> yeah. It's an old Danny Hampton story. He called him biscuit. Yeah. yeah. See, like this even brings me into other things in the eighties, like like good old pro wrestling. Steve Mongo McMichael oh. was representing on a weekly basis. Chicago, 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 and I ain't saying. Steve Mongo McMichael in a wrestling, you know, on the wrestling scene wasn't Hulk Hogan. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but his level of Bears representation is probably second to none. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know anybody who put the Bears on the map outside of the three guys that we've talked about here so far: right. Peyton, yeah. uh, Perry, and Mongo McMichael. Those guys just live Bears, and you gotta, you gotta always give it up to Jim McMahon too, because I mean. 
what who else but the punky QB would show up to the to the White House with a Bears uniform when when you won the Super Bowl with Green Bay? Like that is the biggest troll that could right. ever be trolled on the right. planet. That's just right. that's you gotta love the man for his Jim attitude. Jim McMahon is the greatest asshole ever made. God ever made. Top five for sure. I, Kanye West. Kanye West might be up there okay, with him a okay, little bit. Yeah, but... yeah. But I just the greatest sports <laughs> asshole. Well, I, I can't even go there. But, you know Michael Jordan saying? might I, be up there with him I'm too. I'm Jimmy Mac. I'm huge on Jim Mac. I love him, man. I love him. But that's too, the man. best way I could put it. I love him too. He, he, you know, he just had that attitude. Go, go, Shorty. What's up? It's astounding how many fans that the '80s Bears made. Even even if it wasn't '85. It was just that era in general that made so many fans. I, 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 I wish I would, I would be alive for the day, which I, I won't, when somebody's doing a podcast going, it was the 2023 Bears that made me a fan. You know, like <laughs> they're in their. That's 40s. what I'm hoping for. It's it's so funny you say that because I got a I got a little nephew. You know, I I missed that opportunity with my kids. It was like, okay, fine, man, you just you just choose just choose a team, bro. I'll, I'll leave it. Oh, Steelers. Okay, they kind of play similar to us. I can watch some Steelers football. If you said New England, I'm gonna have to disown you. If you say Green Bay, I'm gonna have to disown you. That's <laughs> my nephew, though. I mean, he's a young kid, and he's he's like, oh, the Rams are good. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, you can't be a Rams fan. I'm sorry. That's not that's not that's not allowed in the family. You're just not permitted to be a Rams fan. We'll get you to you know, we'll get you on the Chicago bandwagon. You just have to uh, you know, we have to do a little something for him. So let's 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 start doing it now. And like strangely, he kind of looks a little bit like Justin Fields, my, my nephew. Just just a little if does Justin wear glasses? No. No. We can make him work. Okay, if, if we if we poke Justin in the eye and like he's, shrink him, no, no, he's my nephew. That connection. The they don't have, to have lenses. We'll just make him put him on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, he looks a little bit like him. I think he'd really he'd really appreciate Justin Fields and what we're trying to get, do as a team. Get him on we Justin just Fields' bandwagon. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got to do something to, to to pull him over, and I think we will. To be honest with you, I think we're in a really good place. I'm uh, I'm I'm hyping excited for where we're gonna go with this thing this year. I know you boys have been talking about the running back room. I have I have high doubts. I've been trolling Vikings fans all day. Um, high doubts we'll be seeing Mr. Cook in in you know in in blue and orange. But uh, you know I, I will say he wouldn't be a bad he, he wouldn't be a bad outside zone case scenario. And the reality just is. Herbert's pretty solid in that regard too, so I'm I'm comfortable with where we are. Where we are, um, as far as what what Ryan was saying about the RB situation a little while ago, um, I would really love to hear that Roshan Johnson just feed everybody out and he's the guy. That'd be the best story coming out of out of out of, out of, out of training camp that I could possibly hope for. Yeah, I think uh, that's what. You know, what we need to do is just want the competition. We're in a place where we can have competition and let the best man win. So with all those running backs, yeah, just let the best man win, fight it out. That's it. And, I mean, if he's the best man and he actually does win that out, it says so much about him and his potential ability because you've beaten out Herbert. Herbert's solid and square. There's no, there's no questions as to what he can do. 
outside of potentially pass protection. But I mean, he does the darn thing. Um, you know, uh, Foreman is—he's uh, a force to be reckoned with. Foster, I think you might be right that Foreman may be the 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 first guy to do it. Um, at least that's my thought. Ooh, where are we where are we where are we going, Foster? That's your saying. Where you can see it. <laughs> I was just a, I was just a little bit worried about where we were going with the show. The different. What link did I click on? This is yeah, the only right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boss is doing like this. It should be more like this. <laughs> I told you to quit looking, PJ. You peeper. Uh, oh. Wait, wait. What, what was what was that, PJ? <laughs> PJ's a fucking peeping time. We now it's now it's out. It's out. It's out. No, la it's last out. week, Matt. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. Steve, I was, I'm making. I, I said to PJ, um, "Hey, uh, size matters with your water intake, PJ." <laughs> So PJ's the only one with the little one, eh? You're the only one with the <laughs> That's what's going just not quite the same. I even got back first on, time. Oh, wow, you, you doubled up. Foster ain't playing. Nope. <laughs> Gotta stay this hydrated, my, man. Gotta stay hydrated. This is my intake for the day. I know I have to drink at least at least this much. And that's yeah, I'm gonna much go there, but yeah, I do. <laughs> you got two hours left to finish that bell. You're gonna be missing all night long. All night long. Oh man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, Get on the I'm, uh, I'm happy with where we're going, guys. Right. I think, who's I your think favorite, we got some good shit going. Who's your favorite player of all time there, uh, kids? Chicago Bears player of all time. Um, that's a really good question. I'm probably going to lean towards. Um, well, like, I, I I could give you the easy answer of of Walter Payton because he's really the guy who who you know who brought me into watching the game of football and and specifically this team. Like that that's the God honest truth. Um, but outside of him watching the team over these years. I would probably say Lance Briggs. Love Lance. I, I think he was a monster on the field at the time. Um, I've taken a bit of a hiatus from watching sports in general um, for a couple of years, just when my kids were born. Yeah, I had really had to focus on family, focus on, on my personal career, and um, sort of coming back to the Bears in and around 06 or so. Um, you know, that was the team. I could really say Brian Urlacher, he was fantastic. Charles Tillman as well, fantastic. But I, 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 truth, truth be told, that it, it's got to be Briggs. Briggs, Briggs is my guy. Love that answer. Good answer. Yeah. It's not everyone's answer, you know. That's that's what you want to hear from a Bears fan. It's it's like Charles Tillman is in the top three for me. Current favorite Bear? Yes. Hmm. Um. I like Jaquan Brisker. I think that's my guy. Like, I really, I wish I could say Keem Hicks. You know what I mean? I wish he was still with the team. I love right. that guy. I miss how 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 dangerous he was um, as a run run defender. I, I really did. Um, but in today's world, whole fresh, brand new team. Love Justin. 
you know um I have high hopes for Mooney and Claypool. I think DJ Moore would be amazing, but I think the guy's really going to change this team in some capacity. Is going to be Jaquan Brisker, and the reason why I say that is, um, if you, I'm noticing that Flus and Poles are doing like the opposite of what everybody else is doing by way of building a defensive squad. They're building it from the back to the front. Under normal pretenses, you build it from the front to the back. Are we talking? I'm not talking about wiping your ass, PJ. I'm not sure where you're going, <laughs> but you know, you could, you could do it. You could do it in either direction, and it works. Is all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say. If you have one of those other things, you only want to go in one direction, and it works better that way. But in this case, if you have a, oh boy, you a got lot it. of explanation. TJ doesn't even have to do his own work anymore. Everyone's calling up before he even gets to it. I got to do kung fu just to just to get these sentences with PJ. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I love it. I think it's a good time for this. Let's see. Nice. Random trivia time. Which offensive lineman appeared in the most Pro Bowls representing the Bears? A, Olin Krutz, B, Reuben Brown, C, J. Hilgenberg, or D, Bill George? Who you got, kids? Oh, no. Um, I'm going to go with J. Hildenberg. Who you got, Foster? Hildenberg. I got Hilgenberg. Who you who you got, uh, Shorty? I just want to read the question one more for everyone in audio. Which offensive lineman appeared in the most Pro Bowls representing the Bears? A. Olin Krutz, B. Reuben Brown, C. J. Hilgenberg, or D. Bill George? I'm going to go with J. Hilgenberg. Who you got, Brian? Is it is before you answer? Is this the one that Kitty told you the answer to? You're right. No, this is not the one. It's, it's the it. other one I have. Damn it. All right, keep going. Okay, so uh, Cliff says yep, so I guess he, he's going along with uh, uh, Hilgenberg. Because we, we all agree with Hilgenberg. And J2K says uh, Hilgenberg. Hilgenberg. Uh, Doug, Doug Van Dorn, Bill George. D. Okay, yeah, Cliff. Okay, Mr. Mayhem, Hilgenberg. Uh, yes, yes, J2K. All right. Is the Pro Bowl even a thing with George Blake? <laughs> Let's find out the answer here. I started the Pro Bowl, J2K. Here's the answer. Damn it. Bill George. D, Bill George. Holy shit. We are all. Not 100 years Wait. old is the answer to that question. Doug Van Dorn got it. <laughs> Doug Van Dorn got it. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Easy D knows his S H I T. Well done, oh, Doug. Good job, Doug. I want to know how many he was in because I remember hearing this. I just forgot what the answer was. How many games? He, how many Pro Bowls he played in? Yeah, Shorty's got your hero sandwich uh, on the way for delivery there, Doug. Well done. J two K. Was a Pro Bowl here, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's a good question. I didn't have a them. Exactly. Gotcha. You got me. Uh, it, it's it's uh, we're we're seven minutes past the hour, so let's go ahead and get the.
Shoot the shit tub. What's up, Brian? Hello. Yes, he's back. Back Welcome back, Brian. Just to speak on what Matt was talking about earlier, brought up so many memories of having wars with uh, G.I. Joes and uh, Star Wars action figures. That was back in the day. That was that was sweet. Yo, in my house, William Perry always won those those battles. Fuck Luke Skywalker, William Perry. I just want to know whether or not Brian was a job to hut your favorite character. <laughs> You're <laughs> that <old> BJ. <laughs> I'm cold blooded, BJ. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. Well, it's time to shoot the shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Brian. You get him back. You get him back. Get him back, Brian. How come you never knock PJ off the? I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He he shuts PJ down all the time. It's just all the time. Brian, I, I hope you have your gallon of water. Hey, Swifty, where where's this jump shot at? Like, I I I jumped on I jumped on Twitter to see if I could I, I could find anything with him playing ball. I kind of want to see. I I would I would. I would be really, like, really impressed to watch the kid play some basketball. Oh, just that would be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be awesome to watch. Because again, the His way Pat Mahomes, yeah, because I said because his sister was. I think I seen a video where him and his sister sister was playing basketball in the uh, in the driveway or something. His jump shot was okay. I mean, anyway. I don't want him. I don't want him to be a shooter. I, I'm going to be straight up about that. I don't care if he's a shooter. I care if he's a passer. I want him to be friggin' um, <laughs> black, white chocolate or black, uh, black Pete Maravich. Like the way, the way, the way that Pat Mahomes plays football is really basketball-y. Like some of the stuff he does. It's kind of like baseball. You know, well, it's de- there's definitely baseball. Um, I've seen that in Justin too, though. And Justin has that as well, right? He has that in his background. I mean, that that left hand stuff. I, I really don't want to yeah. see him throw with his left hand. Let's be real. But right. like paddle, paddle, do that. Playing baseball is you're really trained to do that as well. Yeah. Um, but just stuff like you know, there's one pass Pat Mahomes made last year behind his back, and like I've never seen anybody do that on a football field. It wasn't a far pass. It wasn't anything like that. It was really just to make sure you got the ball around the defender who's right in your face, and he whipped it behind his back. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was, you know, maybe five yards away, right in his hands, away he goes. And it's really just a thing about sizing up your man and getting that ball beyond him to the guy right behind him. And that type of stuff, I'd love to see Justin um, utilize a little bit on the field, on the run. This way, you can sort of draw in a defender and open up his, uh, you know, his wide receiver or running back in that scenario, and make little little quick shuffle passes. It would be really interesting to watch. I'd love to see him play ball. Holmes actually practiced that a little bit. There was a video of him practicing that. I've seen it. You're right. It's not just that he practices. He practices those left hand throws. He practices throwing while being, you know, in the sky. The kid's pretty nuts, and I'm not saying. You know, okay. Justin has to be Mahomes, but I'd like you know, no look as well. I, I just like to see, you know, some cool stuff on a basketball court first before he tries to transition it over to, uh, you know, to the football field. But what, what were you saying, Brian? Oh, I was gonna say I wanted to speak on what uh, Matt was talking about with the the passing, the different passings with uh, Mahomes. Uh, 
something that uh, that brings some where that comes from. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but um, Mahomes' dad was a reliever in the major leagues, and mm-hmm. that's that's where that comes from for uh, Mahomes, and also. Fields was uh, pretty big in, in baseball when he was growing up as well. So there's a parallel there as far as like the, them trying those different awkward looking like. Uh, you know, no play shortstop. One on play shortstop in uh, high school college. Yeah, right. Yep, shortstop. And, uh, yep. And uh, I think you know, yeah, that they both did play. So yes. Uh, they have that baseball background, and you can kind of tell by the way they flick it because you know when you like play that turning a double play, how you just flick it. To the right. Top. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another name out there in a similar van. Another name would be Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray was quite literally almost drafted. Uh, he's, he's he's slated to go play baseball if he wants to at any time. Uh, I, I, I don't know what team has him locked down, but they uh, an actual. Major League team has rights to, to, to Kyler Murray. The thing about Kyler Murray that I like and I really wish Justin would start to emulate is Kyler Murray's kind of got a short throwing motion. His throwing motion is it's from he's got shorter arms. It's literally I'm you know holding the ball like this, and it's just that same flick that you're talking about, PJ. But he doesn't have right. to go back here to to you know to, to get all the power in it. He's getting a decent amount of power here. That'll get him about 20 to 25 to 30 yards throw. If he really wants to do it, he's going to go back and do it. But that's all the time. Oh, Isn't he's he? tiny. He's like yeah. five foot four. Like, I'm, 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 I'm being a jerker, but like, like 5'10 or something like that? Don't, he's not that. He's not 5'10? Wow. No chance. No. Wow. He's bigger than Bryce Young. Bryce Young. That's for sure. I, I, there, so there's a picture of the two of them, and they look yep. very close, very close in height. Um, there's right. another picture, and the, the reason that I'm teasing Kyler Murray on the height thing is the picture is taken with the entire draft class of that year, and Kyler Murray's in the center, front and center, and he's about, I don't know, a couple of feet in front of everybody else to make it look like he's tall. But <laughs> he's He's just a little bit further up than everybody in the line so that he doesn't look like he's shorter than everybody when he's standing yeah, sure. shoulder over. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys this, though, real quick. Um, have you guys got um, had the opportunity to watch um, Swifty's video on pick Zach Pickens? Man, his lateral ability? Boy, that, that he's going to wreck some running backs and running backs. Shadows to Swifty every time for doing awesome content. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I was saying that from before the draft, though. To be honest, I, 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 I he's the only outside of Darnell Wright, which we all kind of speculated. He's the guy. He's the one guy on my list that they actually did pick. Pickens is really good. Great get off. I expect really awesome things from him this season, and and you know seasons moving forward. Um, didn't really see the Dexter thing, but I don't have any problems with it. You know? I, I have no problems with any with with this entire draft class thus far. From from you know from a selection perspective, I think they've done a fantastic job. Again, the obvious is the obvious. We still need some some pass rush love. I'm kind of irked. I hate I hate to say this, just a little bit irked with the whole 
Travis Gibson's gonna, you know, all of a sudden turn into the the guy. And <laughs> I'm also, here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I'm also a little bit irked with the same, you know, the same idea for Dom Rob. I I, I will say that Dom Rob is somebody I'm super interested in. Um. And that's because of his measurables and tenacity. Like, it's really those two things. He, you know, from a measurables perspective, he's not far from the guy, Chase Young, that they're trying to bring in potentially by way of trade. You know, there's, I, there's there's talk about this. There's a, there, you know, we'll see if they actually get down to doing it and with what whether Washington wants to do it. Um, but measurables-wise, those two used to play together. They're very similar in size and length and Robinson had to um, – he switched from being a quarterback to a, I believe, wide receiver and yep. then went to – then became a defensive end after Chase Young was 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 drafted and they needed help on the line. Um, that being the case, he might just be green, you know what I mean, and needed that first year to start to, to get his bearings on what he's – responsible for in the nfl so that's the one guy I'm a, I'm a little bit interested in from a defensive uh defensive end perspective you know given the team's outlook today but you know i i, I would i would not be shocked if two guys show up between now and 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 you know opening opening day that's exactly what i was going to say they still got a couple more tricks in their bag that they're going to be pulling out before uh everyone just like <laughs> Everybody poo-poos on the fact that they don't have, you know, the specific DMs everybody wants. They still got a couple more tricks in their bag that they're just hanging on to, you know. PJ, PJ and Foster, like, we have really not talked about Dominique Robinson much. Like, what do you guys think about him? I think uh, tonight we're supposed to be talking about running backs. <laughs> 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 now you're trying to jump us with some defense we're in shoot the shit time we've, we're past that oh okay so then what do i think of donna grad j2k <laughs> 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 you just needed though you you, you talk foster <laughs> <laughs> what happened did you have a potty break it's a turn to talk and guys. Gotta keep the hands up, Foster. Right? They gotta keep the hands up. You see the hand. There, there we are. All right, cool. We don't know what the hell's going on. Oh, <laughs> no masturbating going on over here, guys. Oh, thank you. Oh. He's the master of his own domain. Oh, nobody does Foster like Foster. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> How did I say that shit, boy? He's got his own puppet theater, no <laughs> yeah, good for one every well, week, right? We're talking about Dominique Robinson. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could have been talking about something else, and here we go. Here we go. If, if we didn't have one of those. Well, here, let's let's do this. Let's answer J2K's question, because I, 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 I'm going to yeah. stay the over this year, because the guy's still just learning the position, man. People forget that. He's going under, so he's going under. Under. Oh, he's gonna get six and a half. Watch, dude. Watch. <laughs> Look, <laughs> there's, there's, I, clearly, I gotta go. I, and the same with I, Gibson I'm, because 
There was nobody on the interior of that offense that could do anything to help those fucking guys. Look, at <laughs> as soon as Quinn and Roquan were gone and they weren't even in the middle of that line, Gibson went to shit because yep. there was nobody else there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nobody. like you, you also have to immediately recognize whoever was on the other side of Gibson basically commanded a double team. It was either Khalil Mack or it was Robert Quinn. He's running free, so he's at least able to get something done during that, you know, those case scenarios. Um, you know, once they stopped and said, Well, maybe we could double Tim him, he's out. He's 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 completely on an island all by himself. He's out of the mix. So hopefully somebody is on the other side and able to take things up. But um I I heavily gotta say the under, right? I gotta say the under and odds are Neither one of these guys, if we're lucky, are actually starting at that you know, in the defensive end role. But so if, I'm, if I'm going to say under for, for two reasons. Um, for one, they're in a rotation, and he's still, like, developing and learning. Yeah, He's, he's not a finished product. He's, he's still got work. And also, if you heard um, Felice's answer, to the end position. The end position in his defense is to maintain their positions and hold the 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 outside in. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but the defense the tackles are gonna be pushing up field and the defensive ends are more of a contained and that's the reason why I say it. Well, I, I agree with you guys. I think for, for me, the uh, thing that Dom Rob he has a, a sack and a half the first game and didn't get any more the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So even when Quinn was still there, he didn't do nothing. So right. I, I don't I don't expect a lot out of him now. I do in the same token expect more out of Gibson this year because of that inside presence. I think he'll have a good bounce back here because he got those people pushing the guys into him. But as far as Dom Rob, yeah, I think it's going to be a work in progress for him still. Yeah, me too. I, I think we're going to see more sacks overall, but I think it's going to be a, a spread out. it's going to be spread out between the defensive players. It's not going to be like one person has – 20 sacks and everybody else has two, three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't like think five, like five or six a guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, what's his name, Walker Gibson, one, uh, one of the rookies between uh, Dexter or uh, the other one to be around five or six, those three or so being around that. And I, I, I think. Uh, Robinson, he. I'm looking at him maybe getting like four or five. That's why I think he's going to get about four or five. I, I have a feeling that, you know, I have a feeling sack production is really actually going to come from the interior lineman, very similar to what you're saying there, PJ. I, I, I don't really think it's going to come from the – I think it's going to be from the inside out as opposed to outside in. Um, same token, I think the – I think we're going to see a lot of – of secondary action this this year and, and again it's a little bit different than what we're used to um i think the secondary is going to start picking balls off 
I think that's just what's going to happen. Um, I be, because there will be a little bit of added pressure, not, you know, not really the pressure we want, but there will be enough added pressure there that these guys, they keep drafting by way of DBCB safety. There's a ton of them out there. They're going to start to eat. Somebody's yeah. got to pick up the slack. And I think that's where the slack's going to be picked up. And if you really look at right. our division, if you really look at our division, um, you know, the Vikings just got rid of their, their number one running back. So what yep. are they? What are they bound to do? They got a bunch of wide receivers. They're just gonna, they're they're gonna air the ball out. It's gonna be it's gonna be Sky City, and we've got a pretty <laughs> solid secondary now. So uh, I'm 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 pretty interested in what that's gonna look like again interdivisionally. Um, I'm interested to see what that looks like against the Lions too. Um, I'd like to actually again I'd like to see us get get more sacks, but I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. If we can stop the run, that's a key. And this is why I brought up the name Akeem Hicks earlier on. That's why I miss Akeem. Akeem was probably, and still is, probably one of the premier run stoppers in the game. Um, you know, there's definitely others, but I love the man. And, and, and you know, I would have, it, no, you know, I, I'd have no issues if they brought him back. If they can Just stop, to stop the, the run. If they can stop the run. I'm actually thinking about doing fish and spaghetti. I'm actually thinking about doing fish and spaghetti. spaghetti. I think I think they address stopping the run a lot with between Billings, Pickens, um, Dexter, and then still having Jones. Like they've they've like turned out like three sixty as far as like working on that run um, game for the defense. And also, you're probably going to see a few of those few more sacks from. From the coverage from our um, uh, corner safeties and yeah. linebackers covering their man, it's gonna it's gonna create more sacks because we got more people. Like, and one of the things that we pointed out with all of the defensive backs they drafted this year was they did a lot of cornerback blitzing, and that's yeah. not really to say that they're going to you know, cornerback blitz the hell out of all these picks that they drafted, but it it certainly does lead to the idea of that being a you know a potential reality. But it proves that they're good tacklers. They can pursue and hit. So these guys they have kind of that hits principle that goes along with that to be able to do that and do it well. It's not easy to do a cornerback blitz. I'm not oh. saying I'm I'm not saying they're not gonna do that like anymore, but I think the reason why there were so many corner blitzes is because they had to. It was out of necessity because well, we I'm just, not saying No, I'm not saying that that's, that's what the Bears are going to do. I'm just saying that with all the picks that they drafted this year, uh, Terrell Smith, uh, even the, the, the first cornerback that they drafted. Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah. They, they did a lot of cornerback blitzing in college, which to me okay. says that they're they're – good pursuers and tacklers, right? They fit the hits principle in that regard. So you can, yeah, use them in that to, to blitz the, the quarterback with, but it shows their athleticism, their pursuit, their ability to tackle well when you're pursuing a quarterback or anybody else. It, it, it goes hand in hand. So I think that the talent that they drafted with these guys is going to stand out sooner or later. This is very true, and if you look up and down that whole draft, none of those players didn't have 
Pitt's principle written all over them. You know what I'm saying? That that was that was a um, stamp on their forehead to be drafted. <laughs> right. Those these 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 guys these secondary guys can tackle. They can blitz. Um, you know the, the, the first first couple of games with Kyler Kyler Gordon there last year. It's a little bit worrisome. He wasn't wrapping up. And by the end of the year, he's wrapping up. He's blitzing. He's in there. I was impressed by by his growth last year. I think he had a long way to go. Um, and, and I think he started to really ascend. Um, we'll see where he lines up this year. Sounds like, again, he's going to be the nickel guy. I'm not sure how much he wants to be the nickel guy, but it sounds like he's going to be the nickel guy. And I'm okay with that. Um, you know, the rest of those guys, you guys are right. They can bring down the CBs. And then spread out the um, you know the linebackers as 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 backups if they're blitzing them. We've got a, a, a really interesting and upgraded linebacker core. Um, again, just those two edge those two edge case scenarios is really it. Something so, everything, everything you say, everything you guys are just saying, leads leads me to this. I, and there's been talking to Chad of the same thing that we're going to be up a little more than we were last year. The other team's going to have to pass more than they did last year against us. I don't know how much that was, but I'm, I'm just going with what you guys said and what, what they're saying in the chat and what I said. It almost all ties in. I don't, I don't, I don't know. To, to see I, where I, there's, I, going to be, there's going to be more sack opportunities. I, I think that. Right. Because we're not, we're not going to be playing from behind every game or fall apart, the defense fall apart late in the game because we don't have the same guys, thank goodness. Yeah, we got without change alone has just made everything so much better. Yeah, I see more opportunities. Now, is that guys, sorry. the players that they, the corners that they drafted, are more man? You you generally tend to think, well, they're going to be zone corners, or but they drafted man coverage corners when they were drafting. Hmm. Like they're going to stick on their on. They're going to be switching things up. They're not just going to be, well, you know, we'll cover a spot. Right. What were you going to say, PJ? No, no, I, I would just so, – no, you guys go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll save it. <laughs> so, yeah, something good to say. <laughs> no, no. I was actually trying to read the chat, too, so you guys go ahead. Well, I did – I have a – there's somebody that uh, Mark Kazak brought up earlier. Um, I'm sorry to bring this up. But why aren't we asking the question, when are extensions coming? Polls claims to value homegrown talent. So Great big up question. to Mark. Mark Mark has been in the chat from the second you guys lit up today. Just wanted to give him a little bit of shout out since you're, you're, you're putting him up here. I, agree. Um, I don't, you know, first things to say, I'm not worried about the extensions for anybody. I'm not, um, you know, I, I know PJ's right here with me when I say this. You know, Poles has not extended anybody, and I have a feeling he may not do so. I think the first, I, I, you know, I'm on record on this show saying the first guy is likely going to extend is Justin Fields. Um, hate to say that. That's saying some pretty harsh words for guys like Cole Komet, for guys like uh, Darnell Moody. Um, Chase Claypool's another guy in that regard. You didn't draft him, but again, the extension would have to come from us. I'm. I'm also not worried about any of those extensions. At this level, all of those players have something to prove, and I'm going to throw Jalen Johnson into that same category. They have something to prove. 
I don't think any of them are in a situation where if I was the GM, I would just say, hey, you know what? You played amazing last year. I'm going to pay you. You're, you're awesome. And that's not me saying that they suck either. They just have something to prove in each and I, every scenario there. I honestly right. think they're playing it right. They're not doing a Ryan Pace. Oh, here you go. You get you get a you get an extension. You get an extension. You get an extension. Congratulations. You know they're they're gonna they're gonna play the long game and say okay, you earned it, and we're gonna make it happen at that point. We're not just gonna give it to you right off the bat. I, I'll say this. I I think that. The problem I have with that philosophy seemed like you're setting yourself up for, oh, it's a contract year. Now let me play my best football, as opposed to rewarding the guys who's been pretty steady all along, like Mooney. I mean, Mooney surprises rookie even did better the next year. And it's like, okay, you got a guy like that. He should have been one of the first guys you've been trying you should have been trying to extend because he has consistently shown what he can do as opposed to, oh, it's my contract here. Now let me, like uh, the, the, the guy in Washington this uh, past year, Payne, he never had a good year like this. His contract was up and it's time for him to get paid. So, oh, let me sit up here and uh, have my best year ever. And he gets this $22.5 million contract. So, I can't argue with that, and we have our own example of that being Eddie Jackson, right? Eddie Jackson's a, a, a prime example of what you're saying. At the same time, Eddie took a, you know, a, Eddie had a down year right after he signed that, and everybody was like, uh-oh, Eddie. But Eddie came crawling back. Eddie's back to, you know, for the most part, true Eddie Jackson form, so I can't complain. But this How is it. How many down years did he have? There were a couple in the middle there. There yeah. were. And again, right. it, it, it tends to happen you pay this guy. That's why the extensions ain't happening. That's where I'm at. You you pay the guy and he drops? No, 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 no. You let him prove this thing, prove the theory first, and this is something Ryan Pace did not do. Hey, right. million dollars. Oops. So, I, 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 I hate to say this, but it goes like to the point of he didn't draft him, right? Right. He, He's a smaller framed guy. Why jump the gun and sign him too early, Mooney? Yeah. And now he has his injury to a very important part to a smaller guy who relies on his speed, his leg, his ankle. And he's they're saying he will be ready by training camp. That's still I mean, a ways away. So he's I mean, if he if he can't even be involved in OTAs yet, why would he he might not have decided to jump the gun on that kind of signing because of the potential of what's already happened, and then now you could end up with the Tariq Cohen situation. So if they can make it through this season with the insurance being Tyler Scott, then maybe he'll go from there. I look at it like this, though. I mean, I see what you're saying. And I, on one hand, I do want to agree with you. But on the other hand, it's like he said he wanted to extend Roquan. Didn't happen. He attempted to, but didn't get there. He said he wanted to extend uh, Montgomery. Didn't happen. So the point I'm trying to make is he's. I know he has his numbers set for guys that he wanted to sign. However, 
in a case like Mooney, let's say he doesn't extend Mooney like you're suggesting, and then he doesn't extend Claypool. Guess what we're doing next draft? Drafting another wide receiver. Another wide receiver. Yeah. So at With some point, Carolina's pick. So so that's what I said. so at some point we have to sit there and go look instead of keep on trying to redraft uh, and fill holes that you created by not resigning somebody. How about resigning somebody? I ain't saying do like Pace did and give Jackson and Whitehair the highest paid for even Mac. That they were the higher highest paid players at their positions under pace when he signed them. I'm not saying sign those guys to those type of contracts. Sign some guys to some decent contracts to where we can start building this thing. I, I get uh, that, wow. TJ, but I'm gonna agree with J2K on this. Yeah. We've yeah. got a time frame here with fields that we're working with, and it, and you're talking huge money. You're talking what? A, a, a quarter or more of the entire budget for a season. For those in audio, J, uh, J2K is saying, to be fair to Pulls, he's up against the clock with Fields' contract. He does need to be smart about who he signs and for how long. It's If Fields is worth a top five QB contract, you need to plan for that. And that's exactly. And this exactly. is why he, can't, he, he almost can't extend the rest of those guys, right? Because what you're really saying, if you're Ryan Poles, is you're saying this is the future Chicago Bears team that will be vying for a Super Bowl. That's what you're saying. And, like, I'm going to throw something out there and right now. Um, I personally would not be pissed off if he went and he got a DeAndre Hopkins. And I, I'm saying this now because of this conversation. 15 minutes before we started talking about this guy, they really didn't have DeAndre Hopkins in my mind. But now that we are talking about it, DeAndre Hopkins would be a situation where, all right, we know we have the wide receiver who will be here with Fields along with DJ Moore for the next few years. The rest of you guys can fight this shit out because that's what it is. I don't, you know, PJ, you were saying, you know, Tyler Scott is going to be sort of the, the, you know, not just the backup, but the, 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 the safety net, right? If 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 Mooney and Claypool fail, right. um, I I can't necessarily bank on that idea either. He's just a rookie. We have no clue what what his trajectory is really going to be. Hopefully, it's to the sky. But but we the don't issue know. with that, with the, the yeah. issue I have with that with that train of thought is, okay, if I'm going to have Mooney and Claypool battle it out, my issue is I spent. A virtually, a, basically, a first-round pick. First-round pick on Claypool. I'm, I'm so with you. Just, right. just for you to, just for me to now, just have him battle it out with somebody, as opposed to using that pick and having that guy for four years. I'm only going to have Claypool for a year and a half. And you know, PJ, he's got good management, man. You win some, you lose some, and that's the only way I can answer that one, right? Like you win right. some, you lose some. He took a shot, and it's a shot that I. I probably would have taken two. I, I, I can't say it any other way. I like the kid. He's Canadian. Uh, that, <laughs> that being said, I might actually. I've been, you know, looking at him for a while. He looks a heck of a lot like my kid. I right. think, you know, I would probably figure a way to get him over here. He's played well, um, mind you. And here's the the rub. The rub is, you know, those receivers in in Pittsburgh for some reason, are just amazing. They can just sniff them out, hunt them down, and put them on the field. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but 
once they oh, lose favor in Pittsburgh, it's another thing, right? You got Martavis Bryant. He's amazing. He leaves. Not so amazing. You got Antonio Brown. He's amazing. He leaves. Not so amazing. This yeah. goes for, like, the oh. list of them, except for um, – Sa- not San Antonio. There's, there's one who's just – uh, Emmanuel Sanders was great wherever he went. He's he's like right. the exception to the rule. But right. we get the one guy that, you know, they've kept all these head cases and turned them into awesome stuff. We got the one guy that were like, "Yeah, you know what? Mm, yeah, we don't we don't want this guy. We don't like we don't like this guy." <laughs> so they, they they ditched him and got rid of him. Imagine that they kept Antonio Brown and he's a complete basket case. So that that just kind of, it just kind of worries me in that regard that Pittsburgh would cut bait on this kid and would hold on to a Martavis Bryant and Antonio well, Brown. That goes to the quarterback. The quarterback was why those mm-hmm. wide receivers Sorry. were developed. That's fair. That's fair. So, you know, once you get to that point, the Packers have had that. The the Patriots have had that. The Niners have had that. Although, you know, Jerry Rice, obviously, but. You know, it seems like every other they could just put in put in another receiver and they would be great with Joe Montana, you know, Mahomes included. So when Fields hits that that realm of quarterback superiority, that you can just plug in, you can draft a guy that he makes better. You know, that's when you have a superstar quarterback. They they, they go hand in hand. I think that's so why true. they never. That's why Green Bay never went and drafted a quarterback high because they were like, "Oh, well, fucking Aaron Rodgers can develop him," you know. And he's like, "Well, fuck yeah. you, give me a superstar." You know, well, I, that I was, get his thinking that was on the that. expectation. Yeah. Well, that brings me to another point that I have regarding this whole whole quarterback pay. Anyway, I'm a firm believer the NFL should should adopt a rule that no one player should take up more than ten percent of the salary cap because. When you get to playing these quarterbacks, all this ridiculous money, you won't be able to have a championship team because you got to pay. I mean, you're paying him all this money. You can't pay no one else. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the game, right? And and mm-hmm. they, this is this has well been this has been well documented, right? Like mm-hmm. this is why they yeah. this is literally why they draft people when they draft them. And Ryan Poles, Ryan Poles is hoping to God. We're in the Super Bowl next year. Like, don't don't get it twisted any other way. And I'm not saying that we are going to the Super Bowl, but I am saying that that's what his that's his design. His design is Justin Fields succeeds this year. We max out crazy next year, and we're vying. If Justin Fields fails, it's not not all is lost. It means we get another quarterback and hope to God he can pick up where Justin left off. That mm-hmm. might take another two-year case scenario. So whatever he does with these extensions is likely, in my opinion, going to happen midway through the season. Midway through. Oh, yeah, I, I expect yeah. him to try to make a playoff run this year. I do. I, I, playoffs. 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 Yeah. yeah. Super I'm talking maybe. Super Super Bowl run next well, year. Well, moving forward. Well, after next year, that's when you start getting – Paying fields into that big money after next year, so well, thing, no, you just you just you wrap him into a five year, right? He's only in year two. This is going to oh be God, year three. Gonna be, it's going to be year. That's three. fine. I don't even want to talk about that. Let's not even talk about that contract. Let's get right into the the question. <laughs> where what, am I? What do you got? 
Oh, here we go. Uh, trivia time. This is the one that I do know the answer to. All right. I obvious. The shorty can't answer. How long was the longest field goal Kevin Butler made among the three he kicked in Super Bowl 20? A, 24 yards. B, 26 yards. C, 28 yards. D, 30 yards. What was his longest field goal of the three he kicked in Super Bowl 20? What you got, Brian? <laughs> you guys got chat. A, 24, B, 26, C, 28 yards, D, 30 yards. I mean, I know 28. I don't know. I don't know. We got a C, right. 28. What you got, kids? Well, that's, I'm, I'm going with um, the old, you know, the Fresh Prince go with C. You know, I'm going to go with that. Wow. Okay. D, 30 yards. Wow. D. Okay. D. I got B as in boy with uh, 26. Okay, so we have two C's, a B and a D on the panel here. Chat saying uh, J2K says C. Cliff says D. Doug Van Dorn says he thinks D, 30 yards. Walter, Walter Besky says C, 28 yards. Mr. Mayhem says D, 30 yards. The answer? Because I know it. C, 28 yards. Right. What? <laughs> Just so you know, I would have guessed A. So I would have been wrong. So what, what did he get, 24, 24? I love how short he guesses wrong, even though he knows the answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good guy, Shorty. I saw the question, and she comes in here and hands me these post This is what she did. She hands me these post-it notes on top of each other, just like this, okay? And she goes like this. She goes, okay, so here, here's the question, and then right here, here's the answer. And she flips it over where the answer is. And I'm like, I didn't want to see I don't want to see that. But when I saw the question, I thought 24, A, 24. So I would have been wrong, Jeez. just so you know. Cliff, being, just being on it. Though, man. It was a 30-yarder, those fucking bastards. Oh, they're lying? Yep. Wait, what? It was really 30 yards. Refs Get placed out of the ball wrong. Pippatori <laughs> was there. He has footage. <laughs> Is that like the uh, – Matt, did you see the – have you heard me complain about that game against the – the, the Nagy playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles where it was in the first quarter. It was like third and nine, and the, the Eagles had – I think it was either a screen pass or a oh, running I know, I know what you're talking about, where they just placed the ball, come, like, I don't know, like two, really? yards, two yards two yards off? Yeah. 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 Bush, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bush stopped them like a brick wall, like three inches, four inches short. They measured it. And the the measurement was still wrong, and then they put the ball two feet ahead. Yeah, honestly, the the level of officiating for Bears games over the past, I'm just gonna say, ten to fifteen years has been just a brutal thing to watch. And then I watched that Dallas game <laughs> this this past year, us against Dallas, and Dallas fans were hollering at me, going, "Yo, like the refs hate us." And I was like, "Yeah, 
Yeah, the refs do. They 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 definitely hate you guys. This today, I can't I can't be pissed off. They've done some awesome stuff for us today, so at least we know elsewhere in the league, refs hate other teams too. I guess. Yeah, I, I expect that <laughs> this year, though. Oh, you hopefully. think so? I, I, I really do. I think. Think we're gonna uh, get good stuff? I think in the next in the next few years here, we're gonna be getting some calls favorably. I just, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that the game is rigged, but things are turning in our favor. And I think it started with the Justin Fields uh, pick because ain't no way in the world Justin Fields should have ever dropped it, number 11. And, and he's also been hitting, get sliding and getting hit and all these personal fouls not called, right? I think it's going to change. I, I really do. Because how in the world you go and pick Zach Wilson? For Justin Fields, honestly, honestly, it, I, I, I have problems with the 49ers because of the whole Mitch Trubisky thing. But at the same time, I'm gonna pull it back and say, um, I think Shanahan engineered that, that whole situation. I think he engineered it. If you watch some of the footage, um, you know, when they're scouting these kids, they all went to the same, you know, they scouted all the all the quarterbacks, and it's him and Robert Sala, and they're boys. I mean, they hung out together. They they were on the same team weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah, this kid's awesome. He's great. I would like to think that uh, that Shanahan can, can scout a QB, but then again, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe i'm wrong maybe he just couldn't scout qbs at all and said hey this kid's a kid we're picking he's awesome you should pick this kid he's also awesome maybe we just blame shanahan for the whole thing it's all shanahan's fault. <laughs> I mean, or, or thanks shanahan for for allowing us to get justin fields oh, it's, it's, I, it's I, I, I truly appreciate it but i'm telling you when you look at that dad blasted uh zach wilson i'm like dad blasted <laughs> what was he thinking I mean, it's like oh, nothing. Well, that's he has no redeeming qualities for quarterback. I just, I disagree with that. So, like, here's the thing about about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson kind of smells like shades of Steve Young. He's, you know what I mean. The, the he kind of has a similar thing, BYU and all that. Um, but. They made the same, as in the Jets, they made the same mistake that we made with Trubisky. We stopped and we were like, hey, the kid's got a good arm. He played really well this one season. Um, there's no track record for Mr. Wilson. There's no track record for, for Trey Lance. That was the mistake that they really made on both of those quarterbacks and saying, right, they look really good. They look great. But what have they done and how long have they done it for? What kind of actual experience do they have? And I don't feel like they have any. Um, I Quite happy with the level of experience that Justin has, right? It's amazing. I mean, Trey Lance was a running back who had one year of quarterback play, and then COVID didn't play. He played one game during the COVID year. Man, they drafted him to play quarterback. They traded all those picks. Yes, both of them. Both of those teams just emptied their wallets for for two kids who'd only basically played a couple of games at the quarterback position. Did they play it well? Yes, but maybe they had fantastic offensive yeah. lines. Maybe they had fantastic wide receiving cores at those at those schools. I'm not sure. I don't follow the school, but I'm just that's saying they, they may have been set up for success, and that's, that's great. I think mm -hmm. it's got some type of rig. It's somewhat rigged there because 
it doesn't make sense. It's like Shanahan in particular. You trade. No, it does. Three, it was fate, PJ. It was fate. Three first round draft picks for a guy who played at a, uh, what is it, a, a, a sub, what is it called, subdivision? Uh, yeah, lower level college. Yeah. Yep. Really? What? Payback for, payback yep. for Trubisky. There's a song about this, right? It's by boy. It's by Boy George. By Boy George. Yeah, Hold you on. don't know the wait, boy. Wait. Do you really want to drug me? No, that's the other one. That's the other one. <laughs> Jesus Lord, of course you went with the other one, Fox. Hold on, let me. Let me which come one? Come on, come on, come on, chameleon. You darn straight, karma <laughs> chameleon. You guys. You guys, you guys screwed us with the Trubisky th- situation, made out like bandits. Except that didn't fly for you. So how? What happens? A couple of years later, you jump up and try to get another quarterback. You Man. flop. The guy that you consult flops, and the team that gets the the the, the quarterback that you both realistically should have got. Either one of you guys should have got. Guess the quarterback. Karma's a chameleon, <laughs> y'all. Love it. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. When you even think of a look at the Carolina Panthers, they pass on him. And then a couple of years later, here they are taking the quarterback at number one. It's like, come on. That's what I'm saying. I, don't get me wrong. Yep. I love Fields. I'm glad we got him. But when I think back on it, I'm like, how in the world did this guy drop to number 11? Well, number I, I, 11. you're saying Carolina. I'm surprised that Atlanta didn't do it. That was the one that I was like, that just don't, yeah. that don't make For no a tight end, you know what? We're going to get a tight end. We For got nobody to throw to him, but we're going to pick the tight end. We're going to get For the tight, tight end. end. I'm like, what? Hey, hey on and top of that, we, you say Atlanta, hometown yeah. boy, hometown boy. I mean, That's Justin Fields. <laughs> hometown boy, kind of yep. similar in scope to Michael Vick, who's like the guy that you guys hold in, 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 in high yep. As, a, as an Atlanta quarterback, um, yeah. I, I, but as Greg, Greg Gabriel has pointed out, those the colleges that are close to those those big cities that are drafting, they get certain rights to visit them as much as they want. Yep. So they could have visited Justin Fields as much as they wanted the Falcons, yep. and he's right there. 20 minutes away. Visits. Well, it's not it's not only the college that he went to, but they also get exception for like where they uh, grew up and, and lived as well. That's what I'm saying. Some if that don't smell fishy, I don't know what does. It just I the, mean, it just smells. James, James Ford says, "Remember remember how many people passed on Aaron Rodgers?" But I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't as as accomplished as Justin nope. Fields was. No. Aaron Ro- Aaron, things people may not know, Aaron Rodgers is like a JUCO kid, right? He went to JUCO, built his way into, you know, California. He went to JUCO in California, sort of built his way back into a draftable case scenario right. and right. then did well. And, you know, they they, they kind of passed on him for, for, for Alex Smith. It is and, what it is. And, but, but, but in truthfulness, though, back then, teams wasn't really drafting quarterbacks like that, like they are now. You know what I mean? No. I mean, because back then they like, you know, your first overall pick, they end up being a running back or something like that. That'll never happen now. But no. that's what I'm saying, because the Bears, we drafted, I think, uh, one a quarterback the year before, a kid out of UCLA, I believe, McNown or McNown, whatever, McCade, McCade, something. Cade McNown. 
Yeah, we drafted him. So I think the crap. So the next year when uh Rogers was up, we said, Well, you know, we gotta see what did what we still have in this kid. So we passed on Rogers as well. So I think that was just a different time. So to be in this time where we have this quarterback driven league now and you're passing on a Justin Field with his dynamic capabilities. Wow. I so I'm like that, that that smells suspicious like a mother. Just yeah, and this, I like what J2K says here, which kind of goes back in time to that. I think he says, "Think about this. Who's doing that? Go ahead and pull it up." I did. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> <let me laughs> <get it. laughs> what is it? Not me. Think about this. Watson was the pick over Mitch at the time. How would you feel if Watson was our QB now? I, in my opinion, I love the way it feels now instead. It, think about this. That they took Trubisky nice. over Watson, right? And then he turns out to be in the position that he's in. I don't even want to talk about that because it's too disgusting. I do. I do. I do want to talk about this. I do. Because the reality is. That stain was on the Bears is my point. It would have been I, awful. I, 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 I fully understand your point, and I have to laugh and say one more time, Boy George wrote a song about this, right? <laughs> just one more, just one, just one more time. That's straight up karma. That's straight up karma, Ready? y'all. We should, we should have had three, four. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. You come and go. Come on, guys. Come and go. You're gonna keep singing. I'm just going, man. Come on, Foster. Kick it in. Hey, PJ. What's the deal here? You got on me for bringing up a song. Well done, Brian. You're like, thank you, thank you. I can't sing. Shorty can't sing. Shorty can't sing. Shorty can't sing, man. Shorty can't sing. This is it's it's the God honest truth, guys. That is that is in my opinion that is one hundred percent karma. Should we have picked Deshaun Watson in the first place? Yes, we should. Thank effing God we did not. Right. right. Thank God yeah. we did not. Did we suffer with the Mitch situation? Did he screw that all up? Oh, yeah, Ryan Pace royally screwed it up. But again, Karma's a chameleon. At the end of the day, somehow we wound up with a kid who may well be the kid we always actually needed in the first place. Yes. So and it wasn't the right it, time. It should be the end of the day, Dan. <laughs> it is. We are getting to that. Yeah. We've got three minutes left, guys. I mean, I love the karma, karma chameleon thought. This is great because it wasn't meant to be. Here we are with Justin Fields, and now I feel like everything's coming together with this. The last last year's draft turning five picks into eleven. We somehow ended up with the first pick, even though we were not a (laughs) team in anyone's opinion. And I I mean, I was pissed at Sports Illustrated, by the way, when they Mm -hmm. predicted us to have the first pick, but it worked out in our favor. Probably something else, but. I wouldn't say in my mind we were the worst team. I thought no, we, we were, were not. We were, we were so not. Teams worse than what we were, but we got lucky. What was your, what was your prediction for the season last year, Shorty? 11 and 6. I think you said like 11 and 6. I'd be pissed off too if Sports Illustrated was saying we're getting a number one pick. If, if Let I'm, me explain myself. 11 and 6. I thought with a new coach, a, a new coaching staff, uh, my belief in fields, 
I thought that they were Sorry. going to be like, able... that just screams how bad Matt Nagy's coaching stuff really was. So, but you don't believe usually, everything that you think, Dan. Usually that's when you take teams by surprise in the beginning of the season. I thought going to Green Bay, we could get that win because they have no film on us, right? We have we then we have the Niners at home, we can beat them because they only have one game of film. Or it was the other way around. And then so we ended up winning the first game against the Niners, and then we lost to the Packers, of course. But everything was kind of on on par for the first four games for what I thought. It just went off the rails after that. But I thought with the extra playoff game in the season and the extra um, game in the season, that we would have a chance to actually go 11-6 and six by surprising people. This year, our prediction is based on a collective agreement that we agree on 11-6. and six. So it's it, it's much it's much different this time around. I I think again, twelve is a ceiling, seven is a floor. That's just me. Um, I don't um, you know last season I couldn't make an actual you know I couldn't make a, a viable prediction. I, I really I couldn't come up with an actual number to go with. I was under the impression that it would better for my mental health. <laughs> just to say, I I think we going. Really do do real bad this year, so I'm not I'm not going to put <laughs> put a number on it. I just want to see what happens without expectations. This way, I have no heart attacks. That seemed to work for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have any of those. And like this is coming to a, from a guy who, quite frankly, fainted in front of my entire entire family when the, that second doink. You know, hit that that crossbar. Um, you know, that being said, made it through a season. I think we're good. All that I saw last year was progression. And for those who may be worried, sometimes to build something, you got to destroy. It's just the nature of man. And uh, I think Ryan has done all the destruction that he needed to do. And I think we're into the you know, we're deep into that build phase. Hopefully, we'll see some real traction this year. Excellent, man. I, I think the one. I think the one main flaw with Dan's uh, uh, record last year was he didn't he failed to realize that we needed to unload contracts and get rid of aging veterans and and that was gonna hit us pretty good. Yeah. I it, I didn't really see him was. doing it. I, I didn't see polls doing all of that. Like to, to be to be quite frank, I I didn't see Khalil. I was like. Pfft. Great, we're we're kind of stuck with the Khalil Mack contract, so you got to re rejig everything around that massive number that he's commanding. See ya. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, all right. So if he's gone, it's a problem, but I can live with that. This is a rebuild year. It is what it is. Foster, you look like you wanted to say something. You're like, <laughs> no, no. I'm, I was reading. Actually. He's like, no. I was rolling a booger. I was reading what these guys were talking about the record this year. Doug Van Doren has to be in a range because you yeah. can't know how healthy the players will stay. If we get badly dinged, it could be as bad as seven and ten. Okay. If we get lucky, it might be eleven and six. And I and I, I agree All with right. that, man. All That's right, Doug. I'm gonna go anywhere between Aldo's record, fourteen and three, and, and eleven and six. <laughs> Aldo went fourteen and three, and I called Aldo you. Aldo went fourteen and three on this show last week. Oh, we yeah, were all color high last week after that. We yeah. laid it out too, man. We went through the, we went through it and everything. Who are the three uh, losses? Kansas City, Cleveland, and Detroit. I call you guys homers all the time. Like clearly, <laughs> yeah, I've, mis- I've misplaced. Made us look decent. 
That's what I said. Only three losses? Wow. Aldo Gondia, the podfather, is a homer, and I'm not surprised by the name. Cliff, he wasn't drinking either. Cliff said Aldo was drinking. He wasn't drinking. He was probably high, but he wasn't drinking. Aldo was drinking. Aldo was drinking. But, uh, I think I think 14 is a stretch. Um, let's just be frank. But end of the day, I don't see why we can't do 12. I don't see why we can't get into the playoffs. Um, I don't see why we should lose to De- sorry to 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 Green Bay this year at all. I don't think we should. And I'd no. like to see us. I'd like to see us not lose to the Vikings this year. We either. better not be awesome. lose. If we lose to Oh, you think so, huh? <laughs> I just want to say one thing real quick. Oh, no, I he's going to pull me up. You got, you got three questions for us, PJ? Huh? Wouldn't you like to be a homer, too? I'm a homer. <laughs> you a homer. Wouldn't you like to be a homer, too? That's all. <laughs> I I would I would like to be a homer as well, PJ. I've just been uh, I've been somewhat slightly abused, and I have to manage my mental state effectively over time. So once we once we get through this year, like it's it's literally this year, guys. Like I just need to make it yeah. through this year and go. My team's on to some shit, and then I can go outside and start talking trash to people. And right? Yeah. You, see, you know what I'm saying? That's. That's when you'll see. That's that's uh-huh. that's Homerville right there. When I get uh-huh. to start talking trash to everybody else, all the other NFL fans out there, and say, "Beware, Justin Fields. Beware our our defense. Beware our secondary." Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk shit to everybody. Hey, go to the go to the Don Burr website and be like, "Now what?" <laughs> yeah, forget. It. I'll find. I'll just take take a dump on his lawn. Let's just start it right there. I'm driving to Detroit and dumping on lawns. Forget about it. I may not get out of Detroit. Let me uh, make a comment to that. Only thing I have to say that makes me feel real good about this team is like when I was watching Nagy, I always had this feeling in my gut like this guy ain't it. When Iberflus came on, he seems like a true football head coach. Mm -hmm. That's why I have such high expectations for the Bears because of his approach to the game and his knowledge of the game. And it's not like, oh, let me try these trick plays. To me, he's a true head coach. That's why I'm with Shorty and feeling that 11 and six and could even be better if we're healthy. So uh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm really feeling good about this team. Mm-hmm. I'll go one, I'll go one step higher, PJ. I'll say, yeah, polls. I'll say polls. And I'll say Eberflus, and I'll say our new president. Like, all of that should make you feel good about where we're at. Like, we had crap show before these guys came in. I agree. I 100% agree. And this is where what we have experienced in the last year, I think, is a great start to a culture that we have built. Exactly. You just got to put that perspective. This is the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? Guys, I want to thank you, Brian, you, Matt, and Ryan Billings for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. Always great talking with both of you guys. Seriously. Uh, let's, let's, give our, let's, go, let's give our shout-out to chat tonight. Yes. Mr. Mayhem, Cliff Victoria, Retro. Mark Kazak, 
Mo Beerman, Walter, Squeegee, Swifty, Doug Van Dorn, of course. Van Dorn. Thank you, Doug Van Dorn. J2K. Low love for Mo Beerman. J2K. Mo Beerman. King Buki World. King Buki Nation. King Pookie Nation. Pookie, that's right. King Pookie Nation, King Pookie World was with us for a little bit. Thank you, guys. King Pookie World, King Pookie Nation. Mr. Mayhem, did we say that? Mr. Mayhem? Mr. Mayhem 69. Did you mention Cliff? Cliff is Cliff's all over it. Cliff's all over it. James Ford. He's going to be a guest one of these times. James Ford. <laughs> Retro says, "Is Miss Kitty still here? If not, I'm taking the condom off and fucking you guys." Oh my goodness! <laughs> that guy's just awesome, man. Sure. Retro, you gotta get the fuck on this show, dude. Dude, well, he said, "Did you check your email, uh, Retro?" I checked. I checked my email while we were on the show, so yeah, I know that you emailed me before, so. If you want to come on, please email us. Anyone that wants to come on the show, if you're listening to this in audio, bearscountrypodcast at gmail.com. Email us, and we will get you on the show and have you on as a guest. And uh, seriously, guys, uh, by the way, Foster, have you noticed your um, – oh, you fucking changed it. <laughs> and I was waiting to the very you, end. I noticed it says fuck you, Dan, under my name. Oh damn it! I had it all planned right for the end. And I was gonna go. Did you notice your uh, your handle there, Foster? Because it, it said "sniffer of many farts." <laughs> of many farts. That's, that's why I was sitting there going like this. <laughs> got, oh, it. got it. You Oops. sat there for half the show with it on there. You don't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff said he'd be with us. Be with us soon. As our Lene is done. Oh yes, we're waiting to have Cliff come on. Cliff's yeah, we're gonna come on and talk about his meatloaf, guys. Where is and Cliff? Cliff should have been vacuuming his lawn. Hopefully, he's got a vacuum on the lawn. Hey man, what's a lene? What's that? What is a lanai? It's uh, it's like an outdoor patio, screened-in patio, so bugs yeah. can't. Oh, sick! Yeah, okay, I've been in a couple of those. We got them yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got a couple. Of, you, guys, you, guys, you guys in Canada got them covered with Kevlar. I know the bugs out there. Man. <laughs> oh, they're yo, Foster. You're not even. You're not even playing. You're not even playing no, out not. here. You know, that big? Oh <laughs> man, Canada in, or Texas, yeah. man. I, I was in. I was living in Texas briefly, and I'm taking a shower, and the next thing I know, this fucking cockroach took my razor, shaved itself. <laughs> Took my soul, started watching itself, threw me out of the fucking shower, man. And that was oh all my God, it Stole your underwear and everything, huh? Fucking right, goddamn roaches. It took my razor. <laughs> hey, Foster, that wasn't a cockroach. That was a palmetto bug, remember? It probably was. <laughs> I don't know, but it threw me out of the shower. I wasn't going to hang around. <laughs> Everything oh, in man. Texas is big, man. I'm telling you. That's, that's what they say. That is what oh, they say. Man. Yeah, it's true. And then, well, guys, yeah, great show. Water bottles. Thank all of you for joining us today, man. It's been an excellent show. Awesome. Much loved, all you guys. Hey, uh, one more thing. Oh, was, well, you know, I was just playing. I was just playing. I know playing. you. I got two more questions for you, Mr. Shorty. I got two more questions for you, Shri. That's what I'm gonna start doing. Like, okay, hold one second. 
Play us out, man. Cut us off over everybody. Fuck it. Guys, much love, much appreciated. Make sure that you like, subscribe, set your notifications. If you're listening to this in audio, we are on YouTube. We will see you guys next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, one, two, three. Bears. Bears. Always a pleasure. And where's my opener? Or my closer. Here we go. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Bye.